1: And my beautiful Screamers, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. It's still summer vacation here at Scream Queens headquarters, so this is a bonus episode. Yay! Yay! So we're gonna be visited today by Christopher Delpy and Brandon sanchez from Death Drop Gorgeous, and we are gonna be talking about the movie. My Super Psycho Sweet Sixteen. That's super, but who are you? Oh, oh, oh pardon my rudeness. Hi, hi. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh. Hello, hello, hello. And for the past ten years, I have been your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But you have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. See, fun, simple craziness. Yes. So this particular episode was supposed to air back in May as part of my never-ending 50th birthday celebration. So technically, since it hasn't aired yet, it's still my birthday. Where are my presents? Cough them up. Just kidding. Never mind. But when I recorded the session, I did a dum-dum. I did not have the correct microphone selected, so it recorded through my webcam. And it sounded super bad, so I spent a lot of time fixing it. I spent a lot of time mixing and remastering and I got to the point where the boys sound pretty good but I still sound like I'm in a tin can. But as long as they sound good, I'm happy. You guys know what I sound like. I talk enough anyway. The episode is also extra long because I didn't do much editing to it. Did a single pass through it and the normal things right where, where I insert sound clips from the film, try to get the running down, down to a certain amount. I'm not doing that now. You're just getting an extra long episode that's a little raw a little rough around the edges, but it's still a lot of fun. And I hope you enjoy it. What I did not realize until I sat down to until I s- sat down to fix this thing is how long we talked. And maybe that's a side effect of being in quarantine for 100 days at this point, but when I actually have somebody to talk to, I can't shut up. But the most important thing, wait, hold on, hold on before we get going. This coming Saturday night, Saturday July 25th, the movie that I have been pimping out here since I met these boys a few months ago, Death Drop Gorgeous, is having its world premiere. Oh, my God. Where can I see it? Well, you can see it online. Yeah, it's going to be premiering at the Wicked Queer Film Festival, which is a part of the underground Boston LGBT Film Festival. So, yes, super cool. So that's going to be Friday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I can't go to Boston. That's okay because it's an online event. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic, yay! So tickets are ten dollars, and you get the movie for twenty four hours. You have twenty four hours to watch the movie. So if you can't make the nine thirty time, you still have twenty four hours after that to watch the movie. So it's ten dollars, and you can get your tickets at X E R B dot TV. That's X as in X ray, E as in ecstasy, R as in redonkulous, and B as in bodacious dot TV. Uh, I was informed by the boys that this particular event. Is only available for viewing in the U.S. Unfortunately, but they would like to remind everyone that there are up uh, there. That's exactly what they want to remind you. They want to remind you that. Blah, 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 blah. So let me try that again. I and the boys would like to remind you that there will be other events where the film is screaming, 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 and screening later in the in the year. So keep your eyes open. I'll keep you posted because it's a great movie and you don't want to miss it. So that much said, let's get down to a bit of jaw flap and silliness. As I bring on Christopher and Brandon, and we talk about my super psycho sweet 16. But first, let's listen to the trailer.
0: Every girl dreams of turning 16.
1: I only turned 16 once, so my party has to be perfection.
0: And celebrating in style.
1: My friends are gonna freak when they find
0: out I reopen the roller dome. Who wants to party? But things don't go as planned. What?
1: What oh. the WTF is she doing in my Sweet 16? I just saw your ex flirting in the hole
0: with sky. Rodder.
1: They are not hooking up.
2: You actually like that loser? What, do you have serial killer fetish or something?
3: The only
0: reason Greg would talk to a psycho like you is if he felt sorry for you. Madison's party is about to go from super to psycho. ruined my party! It wasn't me! It's my father. This October... Everyone's invited.
3: It's like the party of the year. No one escapes.
2: You can't ruin my birthday! No one can ruin this night!
3: My super psycho sweet 16.
0: So I'm a bully. I'm a huge
3: bitch. I don't deserve to die for that.
1: So joining me for this never-ending 50th birthday party on this show are two very special guests. They've been here before. They were here to talk about all the camel toe and other undead goings on at their mortuary in the movie One Dark Knight. And they're also the people responsible for the upcoming queer theme horror slasher movie, Death Drop Gorgeous. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my GNCs, wherever you may be, put your hands and your feet together, start slapping them, make some noise, do your butt cheeks if you possibly can, and welcome Mr. Brendan Perro Sanchez and Christopher Rodovey!
3: I'm so
1: happy you're back, and I'm so happy the audience can't see your pit stains, Christopher Dalby, because that was gross.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So fast.
1: It's rude. Yes. (laughs) Normally, Scream Queens is the place where horror gets gay. Now it's where it's going to get musky today, kids. Yes.
3: (laughs) I already forewarned Brandon, who has to sit next to me. It's like 90 fucking degrees in Providence right now, and I've been sweating profusely, and I wore Heather Gray, which was a mistake. (laughs) I
1: love her work. I love her work. It's wonderful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Heather Gray. <She's> like, <laughs>
1: oh my God. <laughs> so hi boys. How are you? Good to see you again. Nice to see you too. Yeah. Nice to you. This was our second attempt at recording this episode. So I'm very happy that they came back. <laughs>
3: And so we we won't really know what is edited out or taken from the last time we talked. <laughs> oh, you will. So I'm just
1: going to unload it all on my Patreon listeners. They'll be like, oh my God, these people are horrid. No, everything was fine. It was my fault. It was my fault. It's one of those times that the cats didn't let go of the ship. But oh, we're back again. So everything's cool, boy. Yes.
3: We're happy to be back.
1: Good, good. Um, We don't talk about COVID on this on this episode, but tell me one good thing that's happening with you guys right now. How are you, how are you guys making the best of the situation? Brandon, please go. Well, we're actually working on our next uh, our next project, our next movie.
2: So we've been we've been doing that in our spare time.
3: We're super stoked. We're going on like another Providence themed, where we're bringing in a lot of fun audience uh, from different worlds. Um, so we're we're taking it like the Death Drop story, but like um, with a little bit more of a mafioso and like punk rock twist. Nice, nice. And I'm assuming my casting notice is in the mail. It is. So that's my...
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I mean, due to COVID, unfortunately, the mail got lost.
1: Well, with all, with all that mail order milfware out there, it's easy to do. Okay, so what we're here to talk about is the movie My Super Psycho Sweet 16. But before we do that, I just want to let my listeners know, I have now seen a screener copy of Death Drop Gorgeous. It is was all set up to the film festivals and this great stuff. And I am dying to get into detail with it, uh detail with you about it. But what we've decided to do, we are gonna be breaking things up a little bit because I've decided for the month of June, I'm gonna be talking to queer horror filmmakers of all kinds. So initially I tried to squish the two things together, talk about my Super Psycho Sweet 16 and Death Drop Gorgeous into the same episode, but we're gonna be splitting them up. Yeah, so these guys are gonna be back next month. Excuse me, but I am interrupting the show. Sorry, you useless pathetic buckets of Bratting flesh, otherwise known as the listeners of the Screamer Queens but the Guest, it is I, Flim, 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 the Gargoyle. Yes, I'm sitting here editing the show, and I just, I just can't let the... I have to correct Patrick's lies. Because this is the last episode, remember? He was supposed to come out in May, but now it's out in July. So when he says the boys are going to be back in the show next month, you know, the boys from the Death and Drop of Gorgeous movie show, they are not going to be here next month because they were here last month. You know, there's part three of the whole thing with the gay filmmaker things. They were already on. Because, you know, there's a the whole time thing. And, like, thing things that of order, and everything. And you know what? Patrick tells lies. He's stupid. He's ugly. He smells weird. And he tells lies. And sometimes he picks his nose and he eats it. And then he never gives me any two things. <laughs> he's so mean. <laughs> Back to the show. And you're going to get more of the dates because I got to tell you, the movie's great. It's really good. It's really, really good. And I hate everything. <laughs> I'm a bitter bitch and I was appeased.
3: Thank you. We will be quoting you on that. I love <laughs> it and I hate everything.
1: <laughs> oh, they do. They, you know, they know. They know. When I hate something, I rip into it mercilessly. And there was very little that I didn't like. And most of the stuff that I had problems with, you said, oh, that's an editing. That, that's going to be fixed. And I said, I knew it. That's, I figured. Sounds tough.
3: He's so vocal about it that he'll just end the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love you.
1: No, and then I'll talk shit about you when they're gone. I'm like now that they're gone, I'm I really thought <laughs> no, no,
3: those other faggots that were
1: here. <laughs> uh-huh, I'll send you a sec- separate link to a separate feed. <laughs> nice, but yeah, great. That's a, it's, it's a very ambitious thing to be doing during during times like this.
3: And it's a really good reference to Mean Girls because I feel like the movie we watched also had a ton of really good references to Mean Girls.
1: Okay, so the movie we're talking about is a little ditty that was made by MTV called My Super Psycho Sweet 16. And for those of you who've been listening for a while, you're saying, Patrick, didn't you cover this movie already? And I said, yes, but I covered it with my ex. Therefore, I have to have a fresh start. We're happy. I washed that ex right out of my hair and out of my podcast. So now I got two fresh, sexy men to do that for me. Yes.
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) Cleanse me, bitches. So uh, since it is the Scream Queens podcast, we have that long-standing tradition. So I'm going to say, Brandon, I'm going to nominate you to give me a nice, tight 30-second, back-of-the-DVD plot summary of my Super Psycho Sweet 16. And the clock starts now! So this, this uh, medieval-themed roller rink um,
2: was ran by this crazy guy who uh, started killing off the bad teens that were putting cigarette butts out on tables and just being dicks. And uh, he killed them all in front of his daughter. Fast forward 10 years... And all these uh, late 20-year-olds playing 16-year-olds um, in this high school, the really, really rich girl that everyone hates, and she's super popular, um, is throwing – she wanted to have her party at this this uh, medieval-themed skate rink that's now closed down since all the murders. Um, starts uh, – you know, gets <laughs> – her parents hires party planners to come in, open the place up. At the same time, they're this artsy little sad goth girl. Who's- <laughs> uh,
3: I'm
1: a goth, Brandon. I let you go over because you're cute.
3: <laughs> he is really cute
2: and earnest. And there's a lot to take on there.
1: <laughs> there really is. Yes, basically, yeah, exactly what he says. The Roller Dome was closed 10 years ago after a slate of murders of teenagers. And now the daughter of that murderer is, attempting, is going to high school. And the rich bitches are, one of them is having, the queen of the rich bitches is having her sweet 16 party, demands the Roller Dome be open. And not surprisingly, the murders begin again. Bum, bum,
3: bum. Now, Patrick, I don't want to be arrogant or overconfident, but I feel like I could do the plot in one and a half sentences.
1: I want to say, name that tune, but most of my listeners will be like, what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, Christopher Delphi, name that tune. What happens when MTV answers the question, what if we really did just kill all of these kids in my super sweet 16 TV show? Well
0: done. done. It's true.
1: It's true. It's true. I mean, that show was designed to make you hate them enough to want them
3: dead. It was a cultural phenomenon.
1: It was a cultural phenomenon. And this gave you that satisfaction. And I think it did it pretty well for a made-for-TV movie.
3: Now, did you see the um, spin-off movie, um, 16 and Super Psycho and Pregnant?
0: Was she
1: 16, super psycho pregnant on roller skates. That's the important thing. <laughs> so she was not on that interested. No, it's... <laughs> 16, psycho pregnant, naked and afraid.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So yeah, that pretty much sums it up. And uh, this movie is not readily available. You can't stream it anywhere. It's not really out on any of the uh, uh, services and there's uh, no DVD print. It's very important for us to paint a picture with our words when we describe what's going on in the movie.
3: (laughs) It's almost like they didn't want us to ever watch it again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I brought this up last time. I like the spinoff show where they sent uh, my super psycho sweet 16, no not my super, my super sweet 16 in exile, where they sent them off to Africa and third world countries to like clean up donkey poop
3: (laughs) and (laughs) cry. Wait, one more time. What did you yeah, say? It
1: was they would send them off to Africa and other third world countries to clean up donkey poop and, and plow fields and it was video videos of them and their diaries just crying all day. It was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was
3: genius. And they had that coming. Like honestly, that was a gross decade of like weird like Southern Californian teens getting Lexuses and like Hummers.
1: Yeah oh, honey, I'm from Long Island. We copied that shit, too. Everybody thinks they're in the Hamptons. I'm like, you're not from the Hamptons. No. no.
3: <laughs> oh, there were so many TV shows that were coming out during <sighs> that decade. So, like, actually re-watching it was flashbacks to all of the television I did watch when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Monsters.
1: <laughs> they are. They are. And they pay. Because I have to say, the, 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 uh, the, the roller dome that we're speaking of, as it was called the roller dome, is It's got its novelty character, the Lord of the Rink, who comes out and does all your birthday parties and stuff like that. And that is the costume that our killer is wearing. And I have to say, the Lord of the Rink, I just thought should have gotten a medal for cleaning up
3: society. Agreed. Or at least been, or at least been truly knighted.
0: Yeah, thank you. The queen
3: comes over. <laughs> <laughs> I dub the
1: Lord, Lord of the Rink. <laughs> yeah, I had like no problems with what he was doing. No, no, he didn't kill off a single person that wasn't an absolute menace <laughs> A parasite, awful nasty person with no re- re- redeeming quality.
3: I will point out, and this is something I mentioned last time, but it, I meant it when I said it. Like, honestly, he was such a good killer with like a good motive and like a good like sight to kill a bunch of mean teenagers. In. But yeah. why keep a bucket of them in a trash can directly outside of your office? Like, he literally seemed like he was asking to get arrested. Yes, yes.
1: And those who haven't seen the movie, it back in the flashback, you know, we, which is amazing, you flashback to the 1990s, and you know it's the 1990s because everybody was chumba-ing while they were wumba-ing. <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody, means- was, everybody was down with OPP. <laughs> and then all they wanted was another baby and it was like the most like unflattering unsexual fashions and
2: hair like just oh god everyone was so boxy and baggy and shapeless and weird oh, so yeah. yeah
1: yeah and the lord of the rank is called out to do a birthday party for a kid who's way too old and another brat the, uh, what's his name a uh, fucking 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 craig fucking craig is having his fucking birthday party never trust anybody named craig no except <laughs> craig D. nelson in poltergeist you can bone him, but aside from that, that's not that's not the part right now. But it's this awful birthday party, and he treats, you know, he acts up, and he's just awful and disgusting. And then he has the nerve to break in with his slutty girlfriend, Karen. Karen was Karen before Karens were Karen. Mm. This is when they were Karens. And kills the two of them in a particularly gory fashion, and that's when I really woke up. Yeah. He skewers, uh, skewers uh, Craig through the head with a broken... Lance-shaped pool cue uh, through the mouth, and it is really worried for TV. And I said, "Okay, I this is going someplace I didn't expect." And you find out from the news reports that not only did he kill these two, he's killed, I think, four other teens, maybe or some, whatever. He's killed many teens, and for some reason, is keeping them all in steel drums. In <laughs> the basement. maybe he was going to start a steel drum band. Oh,
3: with a novelty pin. <laughs> Patrick, that brings up a good question because one thing we didn't talk about that I was thinking about was what was the programming at that roller dome like any other day? Was it like a crossover between a Renaissance fair and a <laughs> roller dome, like roller skating rink? What other things were doing?
1: I think it was just the theme. It was the theme. It's, it's actually a cute idea for birthday parties for kids, not 16 year old assholes like Craig. I, I mean, Craig's. Craig's issue really was not with the Lord of the Rings. It was with his father.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely daddy issues. Thanks for
1: spending $5 on the shitty cake, Dad.
3: Fuck you, Craig. <laughs> I mean, it's no sushi cake. No, well, hello. Even
1: the, sushi, the first sushi cake wasn't the right sushi cake, but we're not there yet. Poor sushi cake.
3: And <laughs> the kids having issues with their cakes is really what this movie's about.
1: <laughs> As was my Super Sweet 16. It was always an issue with the cake.
3: Or the car. Or the dress. <laughs> or the friends who are attending. Oh my God,
1: if it's the Lexus, I'm just going to vom all over it, as our girl Madison says. Yeah, so <laughs> he's arrested, but the reason he's arrested is because his young daughter, Skye, witnessed the whole thing and called the police. She knocked out her death.
3: Yeah. I'm not convinced he was arrested, though. Did he get away? Well, yeah, he did, he did get away. He said he was, they were being, he was being
1: taken to his court appointment when there's a car accident. The car went over, the van went over the bridge, and everybody died, and his body was never found, flash forward 10 years, that old thing. Where has he been this whole time? We don't know, we don't care, it doesn't matter.
3: We may have been talking, or Wayne may have been talking when that happened.
1: Well, it was during the credits. They only just, they breezed by, it was just news banter for the opening credits.
3: Ah, oh, I see. Oh, we were Luke talking correct. during news. Yeah. <laughs> so we missed that, I'm sorry, like, damn it, Wayne. essentially the dad was just living in that trailer directly behind the roller dome is what i'm going to assume
1: yeah i think i'm guessing he was living in the roller dome
3: oh i meant it was abandoned
1: yeah it was abandoned i mean it's been abandoned for 10 years until madison got her bitch ass in there and demanded daddy open it up and even even though it was a wreck as she said doesn't matter we have lots of money bitch (laughs) It's her twenty seventh birthday. Let her have fun. <laughs> it's her 25th, 16th birthday. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my. And um, uh, Madison, our, our bitch girl, is played by Julianne uh, Gill or Gill girl. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. And I think she's great in this role.
3: She, yeah, she's awesome. She nails it, really. She, she does play exactly the bitch that you want her to be. Plus, plus five. Like, I think plus. She's like big plus, because they don't.
1: Tried to give her any redeeming qualities. She's got nothing. Nothing. And she's not. She's not mean girls, bitch. Which is funny. She's just mean. And she's got a little, a little gaggle of bitch friends, and they're all
2: awful. It's like the Affluenza kids, like that kid that like hit the person with the car. Then like they try to do that, like oh Affluenza. It's like that's kind of those people. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly, exactly. And in the midst of all this, we have poor Sky. The girl who had a rat at her, her psycho killer father, who's just trying to get through high school after this whole thing, and you know she's being taunted all these years for having a psycho for a father. She's just trying to fit in.
3: I that that plot they deliver well as far as like explaining it, but honestly, the kids in school seem pretty okay with her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she seems all right. Like other than the mean girls, like she almost gets it with the quarterback or whatever role he plays in football or if anything um she seems like she's pretty well adjusted given all
1: of she, is, she is she's well adjusted but yeah she's not fitting in with high school society nor does she want to mm-hmm. which is fine because well, really who wants to we all know well, well enough that the high school those high school kids that ruled the school when you come to the 20-year reunion they're going to be fat and they're just going to keep talking about that one football game Like these are their glory days and they're going to be over real soon why associate with them it's a freak show it's a freak show as our girl Sky
3: likes to say and and Madison drives that point home by like delivering one of her super good quips being like listen if you were to die you would get like an inch in our yearbook or something like that like like, that that was like her like level of macabre like you could kill yourself we'll only acknowledge you in the yearbook
1: it wasn't even that you wouldn't even get an inch in the yearbook Not even a mention. No, because all of my bitch friends probably run the yearbook and it's all gonna be us. Yeah, We matter and you don't, fuck you. And again, who cares? It's the yearbook.
3: No, but she is an asshole. Like basically being like, we're not even gonna hold a candlelight vigil for you.
1: No, no, she's like every, every awful person rolled into one and she plays it wonderful. And the thing I love about her performance here is that she's got a permanent, permanent grin on. She's got that pageant grin plastered on her face. At all times, even when she's being the nastiest as you could possibly be. And the reason this made me happy, because you know, I do I do research into weird things that these movies that I review take me down. These weird roads that they take me down. And did you know that the smile, its origins, isn't hostility? No. No. Yeah, like if you go back to like Chimps and Baboons and early primates, the bear it's the bearing of teeth.
3: Oh, no, I do know this. I totally know. Yeah, it's a way of like, um, that's why, like, chimpanzees, they all wage war with those big old mouths. Yeah, yeah, and and Madison has that
1: going on. Like, it looks pretty, but it's not. It's threatening. Yes, yeah. No matter what you can do, you can't take the smile on my face, because it's fucking armor.
0: <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Thank you.
3: She's an evil chimpanzee warrior. She's, like,
2: like, kind of, like, trashy pageant like... If I, had the, I don't know, if I had that much money, I would not dress like I was going to the Cracker Barrel on, like after my prom. That's mm. not her fault,
3: though. That is 2009, <laughs> where true. everything we thought, like, that's when all tube tops were sequins. and oh, all All made, texture man. was faux leather. and metallic. Oh,
1: We were recovering from a
3: world disaster after 9-11. Do you, do you, remember, all, do you remember all the sequins purses? Like, like All of the sequins purses? That was a thing. That was a very much, everyone had a sequins purse.
1: No, it's it's perfectly a perfect encapsulation of everything that was hot, hot, like you know, hot. Not hot, but but Paris Hilton, hot. That's hot <laughs> and hot of that yeah. time period, as it would be because it's made by MTV. They got their pulse on what the kids want to be wearing, and are actually dictating what the kids are wearing.
3: Don't forget, we actually wore velour like sweatpants that said oh. "hot" on the bus. <laughs> that was the time period that this movie was created. <laughs> you're saying war like that's past tense well you can't see me right now
1: well i've already showed you my underpants that i'm wearing so you already know i'm not wearing them
3: (laughs) and i already told you it's 90 degrees i'm not wearing fucking (laughs) (laughs) the war
1: I just I just remembered summers in the 70s being stuck wearing velour. Oh, that's a good thing. We're off topic. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to like she had she winds up in this accidental kind of sort of beginning flirting relationship with Madison's ex-boyfriend. Even though Madison says they're on a break, but we all know how breaks went. Right. Yeah. We also friends. <laughs> it's bad <laughs> with with Brig, the, the, the high school quarterback played by Chris Zilka. Not to be confused with the Zika virus, it's the Zilka virus that he carried. But he's actually got a huge resume. He was—he's on regular on the leftovers. He was in the Amazing Spider-Man. He's in everything. He works a lot. This kid, those cheekbones have gotten him everywhere.
3: Totally, I thought I recognized him. I thought from maybe the Funny or Die like um, things, or maybe Party Down. I think he has cameos uh, that happen after.
1: Probably, yeah. They both—both I mean, both him and Sky have have credits that are my mile long and that's all i got through on the cast list when you guys showed up because i actually was doing research <laughs> but yeah so yeah and they, they have this little meat cute relationship and I, I because they have the nerve to speak to each other in the stairwell it gets back to madison's bitch group oh yeah. they have to make sure this guy suffers like even if it's nothing which it was it was literally just a question about the lab the science class Yep. Oh god, yeah. This guy has to be punished and humiliated and therefore they They yeah. unleashed the blood grief upon her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the blood. What was I still I'm like, all right, so if it's fake blood or real blood, they don't really explain, but where they said it happen? was paint.
1: They said it was paint.
3: I've never seen paint that looks like that.
1: <laughs> it's two thousand six paint.
3: Oh okay.
1: Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> well the thing is the thing is at a certain point, like these okay, Sky is swimming in the school pool, and when she comes into the locker room
3: to get her clothes, there's blood all over the floor, and she steps in a big puddle of it. Unfazed. I mean like she does look concerned about it, but I was surprised surprised by how cool she was. She confidently steps into it and then takes another step directly after it. I'm like uh-huh. Have you ever stepped in something gross? Like, you hold that leg up. Do goths swim? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, That was a little misleading. (laughs) Was she goth?
3: That's actually a good point. It's hard to say. 2009, it was actually deemed emo.
2: If she's swimming like
1: that, no. Yeah,
3: she was emo. Although although I would pay money to see the movie (laughs) Aquabas. She drew goofy comics that were kind of like... Juan Vasquez-inspired monsters, but then Evan yeah. Evans-inspired oh, portraits of ew. women. She actually did encapsulate an entire time period of women that was not God. It was uh, Myspace.
1: Oh. oh my God, that's right. This is probably the Myspace era, is Oh my God, that blink of
3: time. Yeah, and oh. that's where like, it was okay. Everything she did, including walk away to AFI's Miss Murder at the end, oh. was okay. Yeah
2: for that time period. (laughs) So I guess the medieval theme of the roller and girly spills and thrust the the movie because it was truly a
3: dark time. (laughs) (laughs) We call them the dark ages. (laughs) But she's
1: getting back to the blood queef on the floor. She steps in the blood queef on the floor and the thing is, you see her take three steps afterwards and she left no footprints. (laughs) True. Maybe she is
3: gone. (laughs) But then then she walks into the locker room and what does she see? A blood queef exploded out of presumably her locker. So the plot begins immediately where she's like, Well, I think somebody slaughtered a chicken, I believe, in my locker.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you have a problem with the Santeria class?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Club (laughs) Santeria? Sorry to my Santeria listeners. We we bring up (laughs) a a good point because she confidently does this. She opens out, she could be looking at a severed head, but she's like ready for it. or if I saw my locker covered in what I believed was blood, I would immediately go to the teacher, not open it up.
1: <laughs> Given her past and who she is, I don't think it's the first time it's happened.
3: I mean, she did witness her father murder people.
1: Yeah, she's like, I know blood.
3: <laughs> but on the, other, on the other hand, they also cut up all of her clothes and
1: now she has to walk home in her bathing suit. But this scene has a much more important detail to it, is that it introduces my favorite character, Lily.
3: We also loved Lily. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lily is the double agent. Lily's working both sides of the fence. She's in Madison's inner clique, but yet hates Madison and her inner clique, and it's like always sabotaging Madison's inner inner clique, which immediately makes her interesting.
3: And was then later revealed to be just like this really jaded alcoholic 15 year old. You're like, how have you lived such a hard life that you don't care this much? Yeah, yeah, Well, She like plays old
1: cougar at a school. She's also a person of color at High School White.
2: Oh, true. But like a person of color in their late 20s.
1: I, well, I, that's, I, that's I any horror, that's any horror movie ever, you know, especially with one like this where they're going to need the cast on all the time. You need you need adults. <laughs> no, it was the
3: place. Yeah, uh, Brandon. Brandon was unwilling to suspend disbelief <laughs> to believe that these were high schoolers. <laughs> they it's were like, wild. actually, this is community school, night school, and I'm upset. <laughs> I
1: was making <laughs> the movie even funnier, though. It's like, I'm I, not- This is in high school, nobody has camel toe, nobody's wearing satin jackets with their club names on the back. No <laughs> no zits anywhere, like, no awkward-
2: Everyone was like, there's no awkward people, it was just this weird- You're, <laughs> all, you're all too hot with too yeah. good
3: makeup and nobody's uncomfortable because that's what high school no is. No braces,
1: <laughs> like, no, nobody's in that awkward stage.
3: Hey, they did have a heavyweight girl that wasn't invited to the dance and they did give us that clip. And we're like, this is real life.
1: We got to start with one fat person in America. In the school, I'm pretty sure
3: (laughs) even at the like.
1: No, I just mean it's America. It's America, for Christ's sakes. We are fat fucking people.
3: <laughs> yeah, even the popular ones. Like, give, give us an alternate reality of us, so where it is actually just all overweight people being like, you're not coming to my party.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so we meet Lily, and she's great. Immediately, I loved her. And just, and of course, I'm p- pulling sound clips from all this. So it'll help flesh things out. But it's not this guy is living in a social vacuum either. She does have her best friend, Derek.
3: Ugh. Oh, God. I like Derek. Stop that. <laughs> Defend Derek.
1: He's a friend of the high school loser. He's just the biggest loser. He's, he's the actual geek. He's a geek. He's excellent, but they do the thing where he's a perfectly hot guy, but they threw glasses on him, so he's hideous. To be, to be <laughs> fair- in, in movie terms, like, oh my gosh. In, in TV movie terms, if you put glasses on a hot person, ew, gross.
3: Right. Without glasses, he's super hot. Um, but he's also super date rapey the entire movie. Like, I'm like, you're the worst best friend ever because you're basically trying to sleep with her all the time. Yeah, but that,
1: like I mentioned last time, a lot of this movie references subtly- other teen movies, and just in his dress and his mannerism, it's the same character as Ducky from Pretty Pink.
3: Fair, but we did a lot of sexual assault training since Ducky. <laughs> <laughs> still,
1: 2000, whatever this was, was still the nether regions for that.
3: Ah, yeah, fair, fair. We fair. We weren't as advanced as we were right now. Right now, he's problematic. not <sighs> <laughs> He was watching porn in her room on her computer. During- He's
0: a high
1: school
3: boy. <laughs> That's not what they do. <laughs> she's like, hey, my dad's a serial killer and I'm being picked on. And she's like, what are you watching? He's like, oh, hardcore porn on your computer. What is it, four o'clock? <laughs> he was an asshole.
1: Well, as, as, as Xander said, as Xander said, so eloquently in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when 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 Cordelia asked him, "Like, do you think about sex all the time?" He's like, "I'm 17 years old. Looking at linoleum makes me want to have sex." So yes, come on. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm 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 protecting the violator here. But you're right. You're right. Everything he said was inappropriate. But they had that kind of relationship where you can make. I felt that she was not bothered by it because she knew nothing was going to happen. It was just part of who they were. He she banter's right back with him.
3: Fair and also Xander is probably the most redeeming reference you could have given that character over. Uh, I would say over Ducky. Xander was like that. Yeah. He was also, He was also in a crew of people. It was never just the two of them. <laughs> but I'm with you. That, that was a redeeming. That was a redemption moment for uh, our friend.
1: After this whole thing, she Sky just is well. Fuck it. She's walking home in her bathing suit and the towel and flip flops. Fuck it. Kind
3: of badass. Kind of badass, you know. Everybody's pointing and laughing.
0: Ah,
3: ha, 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 ha. Oh, we failed to remo- we failed to tell the audience that is because in that locker, her clothes were destroyed. Yeah, and covered in big blood.
1: Yes, and of course, this is how it went. You know, Madison. In addition to saying that you're only going to get an inch in the yearbook if you kill yourself right now, and Jerry walk home will be a great opportunity to show off that hot twelve year old bod of yours. <laughs> yeah, Sky is fucking gorgeous,
3: super beautiful.
1: She's a beautiful girl, and I'm glad they didn't make. Her, I'm glad they didn't make her you know, less than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know they didn't just tack on like, oh, she's a social outcast and she's sadist No, she's a cel- She's a perfectly beautiful girl who still can't fit in because right. of something she didn't even do.
3: Because her father is a serial killer, which is a heavy load to bear. Well, nerds. So <laughs> It is, it is, it is, especially
1: with those bitches. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the way home, just conveniently and yet another meet cute, Mister Briggs drives by in his jeep, wherever it was. Officer ride home, and this is all escalating situation, and it's, it's all crazy. You know, she gets she gets an invite to the dance. No, mm, no, he he promises to take her to Madison's party.
3: It, it was a tale as old as time, you know, star-crossed lovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Our boy with no backstory or anything redeeming about him, and she's the daughter of a serial killer. I forgot Ellen's haircut. (laughs) Brandon was convinced that she was just a lesbian playing a high school boy.
1: (laughs) Well, Brig is a name that is very gender non-specific. It could really be
3: anything. (laughs) But again, as you said, we're not there yet.
1: (laughs) We're not there yet. We're really not there yet. We're not there yet in time. We're not there yet in time. The world wasn't ready for that, and Yes, this just the, the first portion of the movie is just a lot of this teen angst nonsense. Oh, and wow. I was getting had the cast not been so good and the writing not been as snappy as it was, I would have gotten a lot more bored with it than I did because there's no killings to keep you interested. Like the rule of horror movies for a long time was you need to have somebody taking their clothes off or getting killed every 15 minutes or people are going to start wandering away. True, and this movie was not doing that, but this was enough to keep me invested. And, it, oh, he, invite, he says, I'm going to take you to the party. And then he shows up at her door and says, I can't take you to the party just because it's too much. It's too big a night. It's, you know, Madison and I have history, and it's just going to make it awkward. It's her night. But I'm, at least he says, I'm going to make it up to you afterwards. Let's make plans for the day after.
3: And one of the ingenious parts about all of that, like, unfulfilling, no, no tits, no murder moments of, is that you know everyone's going to get murdered at the roller dome. But you don't know that the father is the killer and he's still alive and he's still there. Um, so you actually, what I felt the whole time while I was watching this is maybe one of these kids is the killer and who is the killer. And I was obviously surprised when I'm like, oh wait, the dad isn't in jail because I missed that part. <laughs> he's the killer. Um,
1: it's this new program that we have, Let let Serial Killers Go Free.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh, he's... Living in the backyard. Got it. Um, he's definitely going to kill some kids tonight. Um, yeah. It, I wasn't sure, but I was like, well, maybe we'll be surprised and find out that Madison is so angry all of the time that she would murder a bunch of kids. And you know, there's
1: enough people in that school that hate that bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really could have been anybody. We'll get to it. But I was initially disappointed at the reveal. It wasn't bad. But it did take it in some interesting emotional directions. But we'll get there. We'll get there when I there Uh so, to, so Madison, so uh, Sky is 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 that, oh I guess I'm not going to the party, but then hey, Lily calls Derek, gets a text from Lily that she's gonna help him sneak into the party because it'll piss Madison off. Scandal. A scandalo. And <laughs> he's like, Well, hey, you wanna be my plus one?
3: And she's and- like, You promise not to slip anything in my drink, wink wink <laughs>
1: in my Fruity Punch (laughs) to bring in a stylist from LA for her and her friends to pick out the best designer dresses ever. (laughs) Ever. And they're not happy, Madison is not happy with the choices. And Madison's dialogue, a lot of it is quite snappy. And the fact that she calls his selections mail-order milfware may be very happy. As you can see, I've adapted it for my screen name for today's session.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> male ordered milkware.
2: well i mean she is a milf she's of milf age so i guess it was, <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> i
3: i'm not gonna lie um in this scene um we had not met like mother of the madison or stepmother, step-mother. of the Mad- <laughs> stepmother of the madison um but I was kind of convinced that the dad was totally fucking that stylist. Like I like, wait, well, as soon as the dad like had his Bluetooth and his car, I was like, "Don't worry, I have a stylist at home for you." I was like, "Yeah, I
1: brought in, yeah, uh huh." No, you didn't. No, you didn't. He's from six blocks over, and you think Madison doesn't know?
3: I'm like, get this guy over to fuck again. You know, like, just bring dresses. It'll get my daughter off our heels.
1: <laughs> yes, but she's not happy with the selection. And that all happens, but. It's the night of the party, and we get one of my favorite things. There's two things in horror movies that make me happy: when all of a sudden the fully choreographed musical number for no reason, and or a getting ready montage. Yeah, that thing was pretty epic. We're getting ready for the party tonight. We're gonna look so good, putting on my makeup and doing my hair, cause nothing bad is gonna happen to us, no sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was way more energetic than the the uh, song they chose for the montage in that scene. I was like. Do better than We've got such a promising future. and Nothing bad is gonna
3: happen to us. Is there a way that you could actually do a cut of the movie, but just have that playing over? <laughs> I will mean, readup I'll do a
1: up when I send it to my page, The link to my Patreon people. Teaser um, <laughs> like trailer for this. <laughs> I just want to spend a minute on her cohorts, uh, Chloe and Olivia. When I said earlier that you know we had Lily, who was a person of color in. This insanely white high school in Georgia, of all places, in Atlanta, of all places. Wait a second, that was Atlanta. Was it supposed
2: to
3: be Atlanta? I thought it was supposed to be California. I thought
1: it was like California or something. It was. Right. It, the movie was produced in Georgia, and they do show a skyline. I think it's Atlanta. Huh. Wow. Crazy. That's the plot twist. That yeah. is twist. Yes. But Olivia is also that- a person of color, and Olivia You're- is in the group, but is constantly being t- told to shut up. Yeah, And her speech is always controlled. Um, excuse me, what gave you the impression that I was done talking? <laughs> <laughs> it's always, like, she's, it's like, she's in this clique just to have a person of color in this clique.
3: For sure. Yeah. Um, also, our person of color, our, one of our best friends who was watching it, immediately, it was like, she does not need that clip in her hair. Why is that clip in her hair? And because Madison
1: told her to wear a clip in her hair.
3: <laughs> it was it was a solid read um on hair and choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the other one, uh, Chloe, is just wonderfully vapid.
3: Yeah, she was our Karen from Mean Girls, but like even dumber.
1: Yes, yes. She yeah, she couldn't make she no, no. she didn't even have a cool catchphrase. Nothing.
3: Nothing. Nothing. SP, she had nothing. <laughs> she didn't have a cousin she made out with. Everything she's like, this is not something quotable, it's just dumb
1: yeah 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 but i loved her anyway she was just so enthusiastically stupid Yep. so anyway so that's it so the party's happening and it is epic Uh, did you catch did you catch this though when they're everybody's pulling up to the front of the roller dome the newly freshly open roller dome where nothing bad can ever happen ever the sign has been redone
3: oh madison got a full logo redesign
1: yeah she got a logo redesign instead of the lord of the rink it's madison Cartoon Madison. As, and you know, the Lord of the Rink was even if Sky hadn't showed up, he'd probably be like, I have to kill these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody usurps my intellectual property. Thank you very much. Copyright violation. No, sir.
3: Or it would have been funny if he changed his murder outfit. He's like, Well, now if I'm a knight, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Well, I guess I'll just dress as Madison and murder everybody. <laughs> He's
1: dressing in all the cast off dresses from that pilot session.
3: From that rack of milf yeah what that was the Lord of the Rink? Now I'm the mother of the bride. <laughs> Patrick, Brandon. I have to pee. I trust you to take it from here. You got Otherwise. it. You got this. You got it.
1: Yeah, so it's the night of the party, and it is off the hook. It is off the hook. It is what it is back in the 80s when I was going to sweet 16 parties, they were just starting to get like this. But I've now been to weddings that are like this and shit like that, they're just completely ridiculous, over the top, and I, it's gross, it's gross. spotlights spotlight, everything, Madison's everywhere, like little pictures of Madison everywhere. It's horrible, horrible. And there are fifty thousand people there. It, I feel like she had way less invitations than that weird invitation
2: montage scene where she's hitting out those like those gold leaf invitations ever in the hallway and skipping over the unattractive, unpopular people. Then like cut to the party and there's like a
1: thousand people there. <laughs> There were, people, there were people at that party that you saw in that hallway who were skipped. Totally. So unless there were a lot of plus ones allowed on those invitations. And also, can you imagine? Because you also see Madison and her, her cohorts packaging the invitations. Like, can you see them packaging this many invitations? No. no. I, I was shocked that they did it at all because I just would have hired somebody. But that's just the way these people roll. Yeah. So it's off the hook. They're going, uh Ducky and, and Ducky, i have gonna keep calling him Ducky. Derek and, and Sky sneak in the back. Yeah, that that was that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, they sneak in the back and Sky sees somebody in a in in a truck bed, like hiding in the shadows. It's, uh, uh, spooky. Uh, she has one of those horror movie things where she's scared of something that shouldn't be scary, and it kind of looks like her dad with the mask. on. <laughs> but he didn't have the mask on. It was just a shadowy figure. And it's a it's party with 50,000 people. Therefore, 50,000 people are working
0: there. But anyway, she
1: freaks out. Oh, 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 I have a feeling. Whatever. But so we're getting into the party. And oh, God, it's gross. I mean, just, like, the, the Madison, Madison's dress. I'm sorry. After all that work together, her dress, she showed up in a fucking tutu. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But I did like her session with the guy who's running the party planner. It's getting ready for her big entrance because, good lord, like she needed more attention to this day. But she has to have her big entrance and come out on her roller skates and have fabulous music play. And she's backstage with the party planner, and he's totally hitting on her. And it is gross because she says, I'm just a kid, as you you said earlier, and you're 40. I'm a 40 year old kid.
3: Which I am back from peeing, and that is such a moment uh, that, like, I did laugh at. Like, you could argue that was like the one redemptive <laughs> moment of Madison is yes. putting down a pedophile by saying, "I'm just a kid." <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Bye bye, I have a party to go. <laughs>
1: well, I, ha- I have an entrance to make. Thank you."
3: Yeah. Like, ew, you're like thirty.
1: It was like jokes on you. I'm thirty five.
3: <laughs> he's like, joke's on you. You're too old for me. <laughs> or
1: joke was on him because he's gonna be dead in 30 seconds. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't
1: know what that thing was that he killed this guy with, but when he pulls it out of him and it gets flipped into the camera, it was like a 3D shot from
3: an 80s movie and that made me happy. hmm The
1: so way it was poking into the camera. I'm like that that shot should be in three, the third dimension
3: fair also his fedora though <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, honestly they didn't have to have him try to like molest her just having him stand there wearing the fedora you're like all right let's kill this guy oh, yeah was right. thank, you.
1: thank you you know he's got all kinds of the herb
3: oh totally all like in all of the places you can get it
1: mm-hmm. and a few new ones <laughs> <laughs> I got- I got the new Simplex Simplex,
3: uh, Simplex
1: 3. It's so awesome. <laughs> but like I said, this movie makes a lot of subtle callbacks to other movies. Her entrance, when she skates down that runway and it's this slow pull-up and the way the cameras are moving, I said, this is the same entrance Kevin Bacon made in Footloose. When he said, let's dance! If she landed on her knees and said, let's dance, instead of let's party, it would have been Footloose. But they, they do a lot of these little subtle callbacks other movies that was one of them her entrance was so anticlimactic.
2: i saw this ramp set up i'm like holy shit she's like tony hawk it over the crowd and she just like kind of like skates down the ramp like three meters and stops and she's like let's fucking party or like whatever she says
0: yeah
1: (laughs) excuse me excuse me it's madison pembroke she doesn't have to do anything but enter the room thank (laughs) you Uh, if jumping over stuff like tony hawk whoever that is that's for losers
2: when that ramp was set up, it was like, she's was going to launch over this crowd and then it just stops like halfway down. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I'm here, give me stuff. Just lavish attention upon me. I hate you so much. <laughs> Fortunately, they go to a school where everybody's a professional roller skater. Oh my God, right? Because all the dance scenes of them, I'm just going, uh-huh, nobody falls. Nobody's having any trouble. <laughs> Half of them are skating backwards. Another quarter of them are shooting the duck. It's <laughs>
2: like,
3: what is happening? They were phenomenal. <laughs> Considering <laughs> but, this
1: place has been closed for 10 years.
3: <laughs> but I'm going to imagine that Madison may have hired a bunch of professional skaters. If because you're coming lot, to my party, you better have lessons. Yeah, clearly we had enough dance scenes where people are to the side of not skating that I'm wondering how many people were skating that night for fun. True.
2: And the way they the whole space like spatially it looked like the roller rink was maybe
3: like 50 feet wide by 50 feet wide <laughs> this place weird corner angles and don't forget the fire hazard maze of <laughs> fabric that we're just going to create an entire fabric maze <laughs> for underage teenagers to go canoodle in yeah like the, like welcome to like the backstage ulterior illusions <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
2: Oh, We're back there. <laughs> the new Delusion <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be Madison.
3: Except you can hear somebody slurping backstage, making out with a boy. I love that she has to go pee, and I was like, my instincts tell me I should walk through this fabric maze.
1: Well, <laughs> one of one of the unofficial scream queens horror movie rules that I've noticed over time is when things get diaphanous, shit is about to go down. True. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you have somebody inexplicably all of a sudden wear a diaphanous nightgown that they haven't worn at any other point in the movie, you know shit's about to go down. True. Extra points if they're holding a candelabra. But I was like, oh, diaphanous, something bad's back there. It's a horror movie.
3: And also a scene of like your boyfriend kissing somebody and then um, you getting to walk in on your boyfriend kissing somebody is every teenage girl and gay boys fantasy. To be like, I get to have this emotional reaction. So they did serve us. They did serve us that moment where I'm like, "You're giving us all what we want." Yes. We hurt.
1: Thank you for the permission to tear the house down with my tirade.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> On okay.
1: camera, thank you. This is my Oscar moment. Everybody, shut up. It's my Oscar moment or Emmy moment, whatever. I don't know what they do for cable. Never no,
2: mind. It's This
0: like,
1: would be like I really would like to join
0: in.
2: <laughs> I never was really jealous.
3: Interesting. <laughs> it's like, huh? But did you ever have like an emotional relationship with somebody in high school?
2: Towards my senior senior year, I did, but up until then, it was reckless, weird
3: sexual encounters and men and women. Fair. Um, <laughs> And you can edit this out, Patrick, but I'm just going to offer a personal anecdote <laughs> that like basically, no, I dated like a trumpet player when I was like 14 and-
0: we I, like, I, like, can
3: stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> and we did have this, I did have this moment where I realized if he cheated on me and then I would play like Joy Division, <laughs> and I'd be like, it'd be kind of like this in my head Wait, Joy
2: Division on trumpet? <laughs> yeah, no, it's no it's taps not. for you, motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: Once the Mode was playing like, I murdered you in my
0: brain <laughs> Yeah, yeah Maybe yeah. I had
3: a weirder childhood Next topic Next <laughs> topic
1: Next topic And I always like I always like to cast a queer lens over things Films that I cover here, in the hopes of finding something, and 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 and, and 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 you know it's just what we do. And if it's not there, I'll force it. <laughs> but I, we, I got that
3: about you.
1: We don't have any gay characters here. Obviously, no. we don't have any out gay characters here. to because to, we're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet.
3: They didn't realize that that all of those Silas could have been fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and your best friend could have been actually useful yes yes (laughs) yes
1: Had had lily okay ducky uh, sorry i'm gonna keep doing that derek winds up having a fabulous makeout session which we don't really see uh with lily he gets locked in a cage in the basement by some bullies who catch him at the party that know he's not supposed to be there we'll come back to the bullies in a second and lily comes to let him out and she's had a few like she's boozing it up and then we had a little meet cute where he sat next to him and, and instead of dismissing him immediately, she's like, mm, okay. And she's like, you know what? This is kind of fun. Why don't you get me another drink? And instead of getting a drink, he winds up getting locked up. She comes and finds him and lets him out. And she basically says, look, I'm loaded right now. I'm giving you the opportunity to make out right now because I'm finding you oddly attractive at the moment. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity and he takes it. So good for him. Had he actually been like, Okay, I'm really loaded right now so I can't deal with you. However, I have my friend Lou
3: <laughs> who goes in like, "Hey. <laughs> you know what? As you're describing Lily, I would I'm going to I'm going to beg to differ on your previous statement. We do have a gay character. We have Lily and that's why we like her. She <laughs> she hates all of her friends. She yeah. drinks too much. And first chance that she gets to like fuck somebody in a basement, she takes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah thank you, thank you. She's a gay character. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and the gays are like,
1: <laughs> we love her. We like her aesthetic. Oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> she, Lily, Lily knows that the nerds are <laughs> knows. You, nerds usually know what they're doing. <laughs>
3: yeah. But wait, you said that you're forcing a gay character on this movie. Who are you forcing? Well, I was going to go on, out
1: on a limb and say that Kevin, the main bully, who we don't mm-hmm. spend a lot of time with, time with, is closeted gay. Because there's an, in that earlier interaction in the stairwell that I mentioned earlier, and I'll play the audio for it right by now, this is whole gay shaming thing that they get into. It's like, oh, well, you're so gay for break. I'm not gay for break. I'm not gay for break. And he, the way he freaks out about it is a little too much. And also later on at the party, he's supposed to be dating Chloe. Chloe keeps saying, where's Kevin? I haven't seen Kevin online." Instead of... Spending the night with gorgeous Chloe, who, by the way, is dressed like Roller Girl from Roller Boogie. Hot. Lies. Lies. Roller Girl was in Boogie Nights, not Roller Boogie. Take that man's homosexual card away from him right now. Take it. Take it. Boogie Nights. But of course he doesn't know that because he never shares his boogies with me. I'm sorry, I'm just not doing good in isolation. I'm so lonely, I had to poop in my own mouth the other day. Anyway, back to show. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. With gold uh, hot pants and a cropped up. She's looking great.
3: Instead of that, he's running around with his bully friends. The boys. But there was that moment where, like, I think even Lily tried to get his attention. and Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. and he was like, no, I got to go do this other stuff. Yeah,
0: uh-huh.
3: I don't have time for this.
2: <laughs> He's been trying to copy Briggs's hair. They had this cute little, like, <laughs> thing
1: yeah. going on. His hair looked, was too curly for the Allen hairstyle. It was, like, kind of feathered,
2: kind of, like, we all know this look. It was, like, very little affair. Yeah,
3: and he, would, and he was experimenting with that button up, but you only button the top button, so it just kind of flows out.
1: Was that a thing? I don't remember that. I used to go to the
2: lesbian bars a lot, and that around that time period, I'm not even kidding, because like I didn't actually usually enjoy partying with lesbians more than gay men. Sometimes. No, I get um, that. No, I get that. I love my
1: lesbian sisters.
2: Oh, me too. In the lesbian bar, played the best music. They those girls knew how to fucking party, it was a blast. But that haircut was definitely a fucking thing. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But This is also during because how old is Justin Bieber during this time? Because that was the oh. thing, like, all lesbians looked like Justin Bieber for like two <laughs> three years.
2: Well, that was a little weird. This was more of like this weird, like, little fairy ish okay. look. Because they're dressed like cu- they all had the Jeeps, they're like kind of like beach bummy, like, look. yeah, yeah. yeah but- they definitely had a Red Sox logo thing on their like the, tri- the tire on the back of the Jeep, maybe um, dabbled
3: with a Puka Shell necklace,
2: yes, yeah. Yeah. lots of um. Not the, like, the um, the Tuba sandals. It's a look. It's a look. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs>
3: so that guy was gay. You Thank know.
1: you for planning things for me.
3: <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I meant he was the receiver. Uh, yeah. So there's him.
1: But it, I, there's something. I've never talked about this in the show. There's something about party scenes like this in horror movies that always give me the willies. This is something that's weird for me. This is, weird. This is a weird thing. Even when I was a kid, disco music. There's something about it
3: that scared me. Like somebody's going to die tonight.
1: Yeah. There was something about the beat. That just always seemed predatory to me and it works for sexuality and it works for like the scary thing. Like, cause that, that does kind of encapsulate the seventies. It's all really hot, but it's all kind of really scary at the same time. too. It's funny that you mentioned that
2: because when you're doing CPR on somebody, um, you're supposed to do it to the beat of staying alive. I'm not even joking, like you're supposed to play that song in your head when you're doing chest compressions. Um, And so I'm curious if that does have something to do with just like, like the, you know, the timing of like your pulse and your, you know, the heartbeat. If it just makes things feel extra intense.
3: Like like, disco taps into like our like carnal primal, like primordial senses of death or of sex.
1: Well, yeah, and they are very linked. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for going there with me. Thank you. Thank you. So whenever ever get a party scene like this, it, that invokes all that thing and it's exciting and scary and, and dangerous for me. And all the, like all the scenes, what I was loving, every time somebody got killed, they would immediately cut to everybody on the dance floor having a great time. And that always freaks me out. It gives me goosebumps in good and bad ways at the same time. There's a lot of that. And always, always in these movies, when the fucking strobe light comes on is when I get really scared.
3: Strobe lights have a moment, and I think specifically that moment of being beaten to a chain and nobody hearing your screams because the music and disco is too good. Yes,
1: like, somebody goes on, yeah. I- can't stop the
3: beat. Yeah. yeah, there is something horrific about being murdered in a room and nobody even paying attention, and that is a very unique way to kill somebody is that everything's too cool to stop <laughs> yeah
1: yeah 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 parts gotta go on and what we're talking about and even like leading up to this what happens is i, I there's a lot of scenes where everybody looking for everybody else where's Brig? where's sky where's derek where's this person was that person? all yes. like all of like the play like you said we saw the place at the opening it's not that big however but they can never find anybody
3: they're not one person open your goddamn eyes
0: they're <laughs> over there <laughs> sky's,
1: looking, the, sky's looking sky's right. looking for brig and she looks up at the Upper, whatever want I call it, the balcony, and there's a figure up there, wearing the mask, wearing the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings outfit, and just as she sees him, the strobe lights came on, and that's where my goosebumps started. And that whole slow walk of hers up the stairs, and seeing the figure standing there who's not moving, who's looking her dead in the face, and she's just slowly walking up to it. I was like, no, 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 no! It was a great moment. I loved it. It played into all of my primal fears.
3: Brandon can be my like witness. Um, I as soon as she saw them, I was like, "Douchey friend, guarantee it's douchey, she oh, yeah. friend." And like because I'm a movie ruiner and I do love a good plot. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: yeah. I get, I get. That. I knew, I knew it wasn't him anyways. it's too early in the movie, or whatever. That couldn't be the killer. It couldn't possibly. But it's that whole thing—you don't know who you're walking up to, but the bait's planned, so we got to do it anyway.
3: No, but what a but what a poetic, nuanced joke that this so he must be gay because only a gay would be that vindictive. And that's basically <laughs> yeah basically he found the serial killer's mask downstairs and he's like, I know what I'm gonna do with this. I'm going to go dress as the murderer, stand on a balcony, and make eye contact with Sky, his daughter, (laughs) (laughs) and summon her up to me and then be like, Ha! You thought I was your serial killer?
1: What are you going to cry? Daddy issues, psycho, (laughs) dark psycho, man. Awful, awful prick.
3: And I do love her reaction was, yes, I'm going to cry because what you just did was incredibly traumatic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was cruel. But fortunately, you know, again, the the, actual Lord of the Rings is around to clean up the space. He's the the bouncer for this party. He's like, nope, you got
3: to go. Well, that's what we were laughing about. Does he just have a list of everyone who's currently mean? (laughs) Yeah. No, I think he's watching Sky. He's got his eyes on
1: sign. If you're mean to Sky, you die. Or in, in the case of the uh, party planner, like, you just hit on a 16-year-old girl. That's gross. You got like, go.
3: Pro bono work right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my mission in life is to wreck my daughter, but ew.
1: <laughs> what you sunny bono work? Pro sunny yeah. bono work.
2: I like a an good anti-hero with, like, a really puby beard. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah
3: sad beard he's like 10 years it took me to grow yeah. this beard
2: it looked like crispin glover twice removed yeah. Like,
3: yeah. Yeah. he's like see i'm older look at this weird beard <laughs> hey, the,
1: the lord deserves a beard man come on man you, can't, you just look stupid otherwise then you look like lancelot he's that's really gay
3: true but I kind of would have been okay with, like, a weird troll beard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Kevin gets the, gets beaten to death with a chain in tempo, do the music. Okay. And
3: he deserved it. He totally did. He totally did. This he totally- did a good job of, like, painting the worst kids and then killing them shortly after. Oh, no, I didn't shit that's here. No?
1: <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, that, that,
3: that,
0: yeah.
1: <sighs> Lily goes up to Sky. Lily catches Sky after this point. She's, uh, Sky's all upset. She just wants to go home. Uh, Derek calls her and she's like, come on, I want to go home. He's like, oh, 10 minutes. I gotta say goodbye. And she's like, no, just go, go. And the phone dies. Her flip phone dies. (laughs) Her flip phone dies and then she murders it.
3: (laughs) You got to give it up to Derek for being kidnapped, beat up, locked in a cage, released from said cage, only makes out with a girl. And then decides, hey, I'm going to drink this Red Bull and this party's pretty sick. I'm going to stick
1: around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the party improved greatly for him, so I can get him not wanting to leave right away. And I understand well, he didn't get a full like, detail of what happened because the phone died. But then Lily pops up and she's like, hey, did you happen to see that Beamer parked out back with a big pink bow on it? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Let's go have some fun. But Sky's too overwrought. And
3: sadly, Lily goes out there by herself to do a little damage. An amazing, amazing vindictive, gay man level <laughs> of vindictive damage. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. She she cars in you know, a happy sweet sixteen on 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 the uh, hood of the car with her keys.
3: Which, which, given the content that this movie was written for and like based off of. To deface the car itself yeah. is almost as big of a moment as the cake being wrong or whatever happens to the cake later. Like oh, yeah. the idea, they're it's... like, we're going to take the two biggest moments of these episodes, the car yeah. and the cake, and we're going to ruin them. I was just <laughs> surprised she didn't carve happy six
1: happy sweet 16 bitch on it, because that really would have been more appropriate and would have been even worse. But it doesn't matter because Madison never sees the car. But unfortunately, it, 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 it's, it's it's
3: time to go. I mean, but she puts up a goddamn fight before she goes.
1: She <laughs> <laughs> put up a hell of a fight, and I felt bad. This is like I I said to you guys when I first had you on, and I asked you about Drop uh, Death Drop Gorgeous. Like, are the characters? Am I going to care when they get killed? I, am I going to have an emotional reaction? Am I going to miss them? And of course, you know.
3: And I said you would cry. Yes. Yes.
1: Did I? You'll have to find out. But um. This was the one. This was the one kill in the movie that made me go, no, no, gosh, gosh, and it's it's brutal. It's stark when it finally happens.
2: At first, I was like, oh no, but then it got really insane when she got her knees crushed into a wall by a car and then ran off, and then the car passes her, then the car ends up behind her again. There was a lot of like, th- like the f- <laughs>
3: physics were being defied. Like, <laughs> I, bet. I, to be fair though, I forgave the knee crushing
1: I did too because the chase was great it was short it was a short chase but it was a good one
3: yeah and yeah, I, for, yeah. I, I forgave the knee crushing and I even did not care that much about the car thing I actually in my head was like yeah it just like whipped around or something it's a sports car I forgave it. Like, I know I you're saying. in an alleyway, though. Like, where did it whip around? So would had to go back I'm saying her. I forgave it, Brandon. I forgave <laughs> it. I moved on and was like, no, this is not about that. This is about maybe Lily's the final girl. Maybe she makes it, and I believe it for a second. She fucking kicks off her heels. She is barefoot running through an alleyway. And she goes, no, fuck it. I'm going to run upstairs. All of these things. I'm like, thank you maybe you actually will survive this and might like, be the best friend. Mm-hmm. And she gets up to the top of the stairs and look at all these weird spike things that don't make sense, but actually work as a ladder. And she's like, I'll climb this as a ladder. Be are like, you might make this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he finally catches up to her and he's pulling her down, and her, her hands
1: are falling on, you know, going, falling to the next one. i like, like, one by one down that rung. It was very unnerving. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. no, Lily, no, Lily, you gotta make it. You gotta make it. You gotta go and be up
3: there and be a fabulous bisexual woman later on. But the, the one part I lost it, though, is that you could have probably just like shimmied to the other side of the ladder and then just kept running pretty quickly. So they had to like draw that moment out a little bit to be like, no, she's just gonna be dragged by the foot down the <laughs> stairs.
2: <laughs> but she was the only like victim that didn't make sense, according to the, um, you know, the. Lord
3: of the Rings uh, victims, um, I don't know, I I feel like you would be cheering for her. I said we never really saw her be mean, so even if lurky Lord of the Rings was like hovering and being like, but who at this party is giving my daughter side eye? um, She wasn't one of those.
1: No, she wasn't, but she did deface a car, and that's not nice.
3: Oh but then that makes him too moralistic that I'm like you're no longer a relatable killer. <laughs> True. You destroyed the monster's car mm-hmm. I made him a goddamn hero. Yeah. <laughs> and, he yeah. Car. yeah. He that and and for like the and for like the actual killer to be like actually no form of bullying is okay is a little too righteous for a child killer.
1: <laughs> 40-year-old child killer. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: with 40-year-old children rather. Yeah. Yes, yes. Grammar is important. That was a heartbreak. We're finally getting we're getting into a, a, a her inner circle that that paves the way for the inner circle. And here's the thing, Chloe, they the sidekicks. Madison sidekicks come up with this plan because they now know skies at the party, and it's not okay. And Madison's like, get rid of her.
3: Don't forget after the Mean Girls dance.
1: Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Excuse me. Not now. we're, we're getting a groove on.
2: Oh my God, that was a hot mess. Offbeat, but it's sexy.
3: <laughs> Look, we're not offbeat. The music's offbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't get small. Music... Nothing's going
1: to ruin tonight. Nothing's going to ruin my party. Nothing's going to ruin this dance. I not even your shitty Christop- <laughs> Christopher Dalby criticism.
3: Hey, that's not personal.
1: That was me as Madison.
3: You said it wasn't going to get personal
1: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> She's speaking through me right now. She's speaking through me from the beyond. Yeah, this this plan to humiliate Skye is really stupid. Yep. The whole idea, Chloe comes up with it. They're going to spill a drink on Skye, who looks stunning in her little black dress, by the way. They're going to spill a drink on her, and when she goes to clean up the mess in the ladies' room, Chloe's going to jump out from the stall and douse her with a fire extinguisher.
2: It's a good idea.
1: Yeah. It's a great can idea, except, we, except you'd spilled it, they spilled a the drink on her black dress. Black dress is notoriously not known for staying.
3: <laughs> yeah, and can we unpack that for a second? Please! No, I would love to unpack this for a second, because basically, <laughs> if this was, like, 10 things I hate about you, spilling a drink on somebody is enough to get them to leave the party. <laughs>
1: no, no.
3: Can you remember that? You just spill a drink on a girl. And it's enough to ruin her night and she'll be the laughing stock. But what we're saying in 2009 is not only do you have to spill the drink on her, but then you have to like tar and feather her in the bathroom. <laughs> Granted, this was Chloe's plan and Chloe
1: doesn't have a lot of brains. Well, not especially well, whatever she had is about to get bashed out against the wall. Mm, True. Yeah, because things don't go to plan. Scott doesn't go to the restroom to clean up. She's just like fucking him out of here because it's a black dress and who gives a shit? And so when somebody comes into the bathroom where Chloe is hiding with the fire extinguisher, when she leaves out and squirts that person, it's not Chloe, it's the Lord of the Rings.
3: And he brutally kills her with that damn fire extinguisher. It is unpleasant. He was so embarrassed.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought this was the men's room. Because again, not this.
3: And I'm getting, and I'm getting him sprayed by like a fire extinguisher. I should either leave this party or murder
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I choose B. Yes, yes. And he just leaves her there, and apparently nobody pees at this party. No, nobody. I mean, no one's drinking except for Lily. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: this is true. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. There was fruit, fruity punch, not fruit punch. Fruity punch which means it's made from fruit-like substances, but not actually fruit. That's how they. And,
3: <laughs> and Red Bulls. Everyone was just dehydrated. There
1: you go. There you go. You can go pee at home. This is my party.
3: Nobody pees at my party.
1: Because <laughs> her body goes undetected for like 45 minutes.
3: Oh yeah. For a very long time.
1: But Olivia finally yeah. finds it when she goes she goes to pee because you can have a horror movie without a gratuitous piecing.
3: And a little bit of a panty slip.
1: <laughs> well, it was an crotch shot of a teenage girl, an allegedly teenage girl in a toilet. And I was like, really, MTV? Really?
3: Yeah, that's what like basically anytime you're like let's tell a story about 14 15 and 16 year olds it gets a little complicated yeah. cuz you're like yeah any sexualizing of your characters which is what you're relying 90% of the time on yeah going to be weird Yeah, like we're, we're all the 25 year old dudes yeah could <laughs> like, be like hey weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even the fact that like at the party they had like presumably a child or an adult naked on the table being... Oh, we got to come back to that. We're digressing. We're digressing. I still want to come back to Olivia just for a moment because we skipped this
1: oh, yeah. entirely the last time. Somehow we skipped Sorry. this entire scene the last time and I don't know how we did it. But Olivia comes in and there's blood all over the floor, which somehow she doesn't notice because literally it's all over the floor. She has a full pee without noticing it, but she finally does. It's it's not <laughs> like a little bit of blood on the floor. It's gallons of blood on the floor and she's like, ew.
3: Yeah, ew. Somebody had their period on the ground.
1: Oh my God, blood, we did blood queef in real one of
3: this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that's actually the most unrealistic because anyone who pees in a public restroom is constantly surveying their entire surroundings. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nobody is casually like, I'm only gonna look at this one point of the wall until I'm done.
1: Okay, so was it she was like, she wasn't even on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Or anything like that, no, she was totally,
3: <laughs>
2: I'm just
1: never gonna look down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she goes and she finds Chloe, and she. This is epic because this we have to introduce the sushi cake because we can't talk about Olivia without the sushi cake. There's an earlier incident where the cake arrives and it's a giant piece of sushi that probably cost ten
3: thousand dollars. Madison is not happy. Why is Madison not happy? Because it was the wrong kind of sushi cake. It wasn't supposed to be a cake that looks like sushi. It was supposed to be sushi shaped as cake. Which now we can
1: we can just double back to. But because, like Madison, you're doubling down So you already had body sushi, man.
3: It's a lot of fucking sushi. You
1: yeah, had body sushi right. on a naked man next to a chocolate fountain. So enjoy your Giardia, kids. <laughs>
3: yeah. And also, it was probably hot in there. Like, how's an air conditioner from, like, an old roller dome? Like, to keep that much sushi fresh while it's on a human body? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those who survived will have the food poisoning to remember this night.
3: Worst party ever.
1: Well, the really yeah. if
3: the alternate ending
1: was just that everybody got really bad diarrhea. <laughs> Some sort of parasite.
3: Right? That that was actually Roller Ring's like full plan. He's like, I'm not gonna kill anyone this time, but I'm gonna turn off the heat. Like, I'm gonna turn up the
1: heat. <laughs> that party is gonna turn it to that party into a shit show. <laughs> uh, literally. <laughs> My super
3: 3360. Ah, <laughs> bur- 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 <laughs> so, so while
1: all this is going on, it's Madison's next big moment. She's being introduced again for like the 30th time at this party, but now she's going to be presented with her car, and her dad is giving this really long winded speech. and She's got that fucking pageant smile plastered on. And she knows she can see she's totally not happy with anything she's saying. She's like, mm hmm. And
0: this is
3: not one, but two audience awe moments. Like, I'm going to hold my chest, and this is a sweet moment. Honestly, the first time I saw it, I was like, Ew. Second time I did it they did it, I was like, Oh, gross, you're actually pointing out that this is like a thing. And like I was like I applauded them for that moment. Because I'm like, You're right. Yeah.
2: Gross. (laughs) Also the dad had like a Trump thing going on. He was like, I see a little of myself in my little Madison. She's like, Daddy, can we get to the car? It was like Yeah. As a father, you probably don't want to see yourself in your
1: daughter.
3: Because
1: that sounds <laughs> molested too. <laughs> like, yeah. I if, if you ever happen to re-watch it, again, particularly this scene, there's a point where it goes, and it was that time, around that time that, you know, I met his stepmother and she came into our lives and everything has been so great and Madison just makes the barest suppressed face.
2: <laughs> but then there's like that like,
1: weird- Like, no, like, no. <laughs> no. We, so Madison hates her too.
2: Yeah. But then there's like the weird close-up shot of the stepmom who you've barely seen in the movie and it's just like, Let's put this really dramatic shot on the stepmom. You can see her twinkly earrings. She's like, oh, little Madison up there kind of pose." And it's like,
1: who the fuck is this
2: woman? No, but I lo- like, I lo- but yeah. I,
3: I, that I love. Like the handling of the parents were, they were the right kind of gross. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Were-
1: mom, stepmom doesn't give a shit about this party or about Madison. It's like, whatever. I just married this guy for the money. Stepmom yeah. is like three pills to the win
2: at this point. Like. And yes. That, yeah.
3: And stepmom was expertly in such like a neon pink dress that you could spot her from the background yeah. every single time, which I actually thought was a brilliant move because you're like, I don't know this character, but I'm drawn to them. <laughs> so, you know
1: was- that she had taken all the pills that Meg Tilly had left over that they had given her to go to the mortuary. and <laughs> <One Okay>. nice <night.
3: laughs> Just to fuck that rich guy. I, mean, She's like,
1: I took all the Demerol that McTilly did not take. And here I am. Great party. Do you for
2: that, for that, for that kind of
1: party? Great <laughs> no.
3: party. Yeah. My dad has worked hard. She was a Madison in high school. Yeah. And worked her way to second
1: top. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Yeah. So, yes. So now the real sushi cake is getting rolled out. The cake that's actually sushi that's in the shape of a cake rather than a cake they look cheaper and, than the
2: previous cakes. Yeah, but it doesn't matter
1: as much you want it. It had to be imported from Japan, so somehow they flew all the shit in from Japan. <laughs> because they have that kind of money. They have the kind of money to make that happen. So now it cuts to slow motion. And I said, this is another genius moment, because now the two scenes are going to collide with Olivia roller skating, screaming out of the ladies' room, running, you know, trying to get to the crowd to alert them that Chloe's been killed while the cake is coming out in slow motion, everybody's applauding in slow motion. And it's very similar to Carrie, like waiting for Nancy Allen to pull that rope. Is it gonna happen? Is it not gonna happen?
3: (laughs) A hundred percent. And the only person who sees Olivia literally skating for like maybe four minutes. (laughs) Um, It's slow motion. So maybe three minutes, (laughs) like, Panicked is Sky. Of course. Of course, it's only Sky who sees the. Well, throne. of course,
1: it was only. Oh, God. Who played her in the movie? Sue Snell. Who played her in the
3: movie? Uh, Harry. Uh, Harry. Um oh. the, the, uh, the the gym teacher. Oh, like, no, no, no
1: curly, hair, curly hair. Curly hair. Curly
3: hair. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Yeah, she's beautiful. Oh, uh Should drive me crazy. The friend who always felt bad. <sighs> ah. What? Ah, oh,
1: well, it's gone. Doesn't matter. No, but while he's re- researching- Wait, That's, another, re- that's like another reference. Like one person is seeing it. It's just like in Carrie. Uh, one person saw Nancy Allen under the bleacher
3: And following mean- the rope, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Which is even weirder because what we're witnessing, nobody could have even anticipated. It's like, I'm seeing this girl panic and then get decapitated by a Viking war ax. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, inertia's a thing, so that body is just gonna keep rolling. That, it was amazing! This headless <laughs> body just skating across the dance floor. It's literally my favorite scene in the entire movie.
1: And maybe my favorite to- scene that's ever happened, ever, because then she slot, the body, of course, slams into the, the breath, the, 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 the precious sushi cake.
3: What else would it hit? And before anybody could react, Madison, what does Madison scream? My cake! My sushi cake. Oh, sorry. Me.
1: That was her concern, <laughs>
3: <laughs> which, which was almost like honestly, she's been so awful, but not comically awful. And that was the big point where she was comically awful. And yeah. I did love it. Like, it's almost like, uh, all right, you're witnessing a murder, and you're still like, but I'm still terrible. Oh, that's <laughs> go bitch, go bitch
1: your head off the dance floor, which is a prom night reference at the same time. Head on the dance floor. (laughs)
3: Um, I think that was our friend Mike's favorite part is basically like post-decapitated Olivia hitting sushi cake. Um, (laughs) Madison really like shines through with a bunch of character development because basically everything that is awful to her that happens immediately after, she has the best one-liners. Yeah, (laughs) she does. In that, everything that happens to her that's horrific, she responds immediately with a very Madison Primrose. Yeah,
1: answer. and they're not jokes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, They're not jokes, and she's not playing them for laughs, but that's what makes them funny. Because it's perfectly in character. Because
3: it's so cutthroat. She yeah. like, really, really surfaces as somebody who I do not care about anyone else. <laughs> yeah. So, of course,
1: now what, what, what happens as soon as that that body hits the cake, we've got Panic at the Roller Disco.
3: Ah! Uh, oh boy. Which would have been a better name, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, and a more timely name, but I'm sure Panic at the Disco was like, no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we will sue you for everything that this movie is worth, <laughs> which is about 10 grand.
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna call it, I, I should really, So no, I'm officially renaming the movie My Super Psycho Sweet 16 Colin, Panic at the Roller Disco.
3: Yeah. And I'm officially releasing a new movie called My Super Psycho Baby, Sweet Baby. I forgot. Sixteen and pregnant
2: at the roller
0: disco. <laughs> <laughs> Naked and afraid. <laughs>
1: <a> <Our laughs> Patrick, <laughs> Patrick, our lawyers will contact.
0: And it's all—it's
1: all with little people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll and it'll be—it'll be, be a hit on the learning channel. <laughs> I also love a good panic scene, and this is a great panic scene.
3: And everyone is very panicked. And, like, uh, in a way that is so surprising to me, in a way that, like, yes, somebody was murdered, but there is not necessarily, like, an active shooter in the room (laughs) (laughs) or anything on fire.
1: Still, that's it's fight it's fight or flight, man. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel. Those are the rules, man. That's how you get out of these things. Don't they'll be standing around figuring out what's going on. Let's get the fuck out of here. And everybody does.
3: But this goes from zero to I'm going to face stomp like Deb from math. So Hell <laughs> Wheels is pretty frightening, okay? I think it would be pretty horrifying if I saw it. But- <laughs> I honestly think it would feel very theatrical to be like, I can't wait to see if this is a prop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, like, let's play this out because I'm interested in having cake one way or another.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna pick out the good bits of the sushi that are still untouched. Mm, mm, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I would mean, I be like Madison Primrose. She never fails to throw <laughs> a great party. <primrose>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this one is. This is the second best headless decapitation party I've been to this year.
3: That rich <laughs> people are so crazy as opposed to
1: decapitation with head which didn't make any sense but i'll fix it in post no i won't but anyway what i like about the final wheel of this movie is that it takes a dark turn it doesn't go the way it normally would go So you think you know okay he's the the lord of the rink is going to be unmasked and it's going to be a battle against him and sky and sky's gonna have to kill him and it's gonna be cut and dry like that. But instead it goes into some layers of shit that I was not expecting. And I appreciated that. It goes through For dark sure. places, specifically what specifically is what I just said. I'm gonna stay up by it. Specifically, <laughs> this guy and this kind of emotional roller coaster shows this dark side to her character because normally the final girl in your horror movie is the least interesting, has the least depth.
3: Right, she's the girl that we're always like. All right, but honestly, if I had to make these decisions, I would probably do the right thing. Yeah, (laughs) and you're like, I hate you, but you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so
1: Sky and walks up to the killer because everybody's gone. Madison is confronting her. So you bitch, you bitch. This is all your fucking fault. Sky's going, it's not me. It's not me. It wasn't me. And to prove it's not. Her, the doors mysteriously closed, and there's the, the Lord of the Rings standing there in all his glory.
3: Right. So at this point, though, I don't think it's revealed that we're gonna go in a different direction. It's either. not. You
1: see, you see, Sky, Sky walks up to yeah. him and takes his mask off. And he's and I, he's just looking at it and he's crying. I'm looking at it. He's crying. It's the first time they've seen each other in 10 years. He still loves her.
3: But see, that's the thing about Sky in the Posts like watching Olivia die, every action she does for a good chunk of time is I'm going to protect people. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to like wrangle people. Like she really does like like kind of present herself as I'm Final Girl. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that when it takes a darker turn, it becomes more dark because you're like, oh wait, you were helping everyone. Yeah. I mean,
1: well the rules change because when she is trying to save everyone, it's not just her. She's trying to save Madison, she's trying to save Brig, and she's trying to save Derek. Wait, come
2: on,
3: can you guys talk about Brig?
2: I mean before I w- I will say that if we think about it, it technically all is
1: Sky's fault. I mean she did snitch in the beginning.
3: Skye <laughs> not
1: snitch. This is well you know what they say, snitches get snitches. And rats get bats. And she's a little bit of a little bit of a rat and a snitch. As she, you know, I think uh, she's
2: let her father do his thing, let nature take its course. I think Madison would have been fine. She's got a nice pleasant birthday party at the roller rink. She ends up agreeing with them at the end anyway.
1: Yeah, she ends up agreeing with him at the end anyway. So see, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, but once it's just the two of them, or I should say the three of them, the rules change.
0: Wait, wait,
3: we can't speak over Brig sacrificing himself.
1: Oh. Please. Talk about- Enlighten us. Enlighten us, Christopher Dalby.
3: Uh, I was secretly across the room pouring a drink. I will run back and be like, no, I love that moment where basically she's just like, I am stuck with my worst enemy and the boy I love. I'm going to save them both. And so she's running them upstairs. And what does Madison say? Why did we run upstairs? (laughs) (laughs) Which was brilliant. And then Briggs says, don't worry. You guys keep running. I'll save us. Like, I'll stop him. And what does Madison say? Okay. I oh. <laughs> <At> leave. <laughs> and then Brigg totally does get thrown off a cliff uh, yeah. or the, the banister. Same. Um, again, these are like, it's like a shot for shot, basically, Madison being kind of your hero as the worst. Yeah. Like, I they were anticipating us all to love this moment of her. Basically, they see Brig get crushed on a table and. Sky go, oh no. And then what does Madison say? He's dead, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, actually, actually only like a like a 10 feet fall and it was on a table, he's probably okay.
1: <laughs> well, Madison's playing by one of my favorite Scream Queen survivor roles is that you can't save everybody.
3: Or anybody. You
1: know, when, you, when you've got those final girls, they're like, no, we have to go back and find this person. We can't leave with that. No, that bitch, no, 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 they're all dead, go. You're just gonna get more people killed. Go, Madison's, Madison's, Madison's all about herself at this point, but she's subscribing to that in her own way. And I appreciate that. But uh, Madison breaks up the little meat cute that Skye and her dad are having and Lord of the Rink takes her and bangs her head off a table, which is great. And When she wakes up, her and Sky are tied up in the basement of the roller dome.
3: Clearly they're both gonna <laughs> get murdered. So Madison, she's only left to, we need to work together. And so she gives a very great plea to Skye about this is how you and I are going to survive your psycho father.
1: Uh-huh. It's a good lengthy, lengthy plea and it's a good plea. And Scott just looks at him and goes, he's standing right behind you.
3: <laughs> Which is actually kind of amazing.
1: It was right? amazing. It was amazing. It was because they didn't, they didn't telegraph it at all. You didn't see him behind it. It was great. It was great. And like, you
3: idiot. <laughs> and I really did look like I, I'm kind of over this now.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she does. She does have that whole f- feel. And Scott and Madison, once again, what wonderful scene, wonderful scene where you think that the Lord is going to kill Madison right then and there. Instead, he throws the knife on the table,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or into the table, I should say. It says, Sky, kill her. What, what Mad- of- Madison always gets what Madison wants. But tonight, she's going to get what she deserves. Ooh. Which leads to Madison's plea, which is again is wonderful, pleading for her life. Is wonderful the tear face mascara running down the face, which I always love. I always love, especially when the person isn't wearing mascara to begin with, and they have it anyway. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it just happens.
3: She does offer a legitimate plea of yes, I'm kind of an awful person, but I'm not a murderer of children <laughs> or adults
1: pretending to be children,
3: which would hold up in court.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that may be, I may be a bully. I may be bitch, but I don't deserve to die for that. Really, it, was, it was like a missed
2: opportunity for Lord of the Rings. He should have killed them both. I was voting for it. It's ah. like, you should have killed your daughter, the bootlicker snitch, and then killed the awful rich girl, Madison, and you could have probably gotten away. I mean,
3: just but no, but Lord of the Rings said, no, I wanted more from you. From the day that you were born, I said, you are going to take up running this skating rink, <laughs> and murdering people. <laughs> like, I had dreams for you, my daughter. Big dreams. You're <laughs> going to be the shoe cleaner slash assassin.
1: I had big dreams. And right here is where you start paying in sweat. Sorry, it all comes back to fame eventually. Anyway, we're back now. <laughs> uh, Debbie Allen comes out for no reason. <laughs> you don't have big dreams for you sky girl come on (laughs) kill her Ascend to your title of mistress of the rank or whatever it would be the lady of the rank
3: (laughs) so so he basically gives her this option of being like no 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 this is like a like you know Star Wars moment where it's like no choose the dark side join me Luke and he cuts her free gives her the knife and says just kill this terrible human being uh huh and join me on the dark side. Uh which Sky totally plays it up and says, hey, I want to do this, but... And
2: then stabbed her dad in the dick?
3: Yeah. It does look like she stabbed him in the dick. I'm like, not even in the leg? No. It was the leg. It was the
1: leg. It was the leg. He's back for two more movies. (laughs) It was the leg. But
3: without without a dick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Super psycho dickless sweet 16. My, My super dickless psycho sweet 16, I suppose. But... Yeah, he, she stabs him in the dick, and that's when Madison drops that veneer that she put on for her speech, her tearful veneer. It just she goes, "You stupid fucking idiot!" Untying fat like she goes back to real life, Madison, which is the real her.
3: Yeah, you, you fucking freak. You can she have that. acted
1: her way through that p- tearful speech. She didn't mean a fucking word of it. She's just planned it to survive, which is again we applaud her for. But she is a monster.
3: But it's probably the monster that we're most like. Like. <laughs> I ended up liking because her because we're gay. It. We're all
1: we always, okay. I explained this to straight people once. I'm like, they're like, what's the difference? I don't understand this whole gay aesthetic with movies. I'm like, let me boil it down for you in a nutshell. Straight men like movies where the bad guys lose. Gay men like movies where the bad girls win. Yeah. It was like that makes total sense. I'm like, thank you. You're welcome. That's five cents, please.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no fight on that. It's basically just duh at this point, right? Like. If they don't understand, it's because they're straight.
1: But this is when it gets really dark, for me anyway. There is the option for both, there is enough time for both of them to escape this cage that they're in, in the basement.
3: All she has to do is drag her ass out, like two feet.
1: Yeah, but but, you know, she gets Madison untied and when the guy gets to the gate,
3: this guy closes the gate on Madison's face and locks it. Do you know what moment that is? that beautiful moment, just walk with me on this kind of slightly drunk tangent. Mm -hmm. Um, Death becomes her. Meryl Streep (laughs) is balancing on a, like, step about to fall to her death, and she says, hey, help me, and he tries to help her. So, and then what does she say? Fired,
1: fired, 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 fired.
3: Is that not right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you have to say it again because I have to edit it to take out the rigging telephone. Oh,
3: sorry. what part would it be the best to start the anecdote?
1: She's hanging on the edge of the staircase.
3: She's okay. hanging on the edge of the staircase, pleading to Bruce Willis to save her life in such a sweet earnest way, and she goes, earnest? <laughs> <laughs> and and then she goes, hurry up, or something like that. Oh, what yeah, yeah. Say? What does she then say? She says hurry yeah, up. you like, sure. the idiot or something like that. And it's in that moment he's like, you know what? I am gonna push you. <laughs> <laughs> is that not that moment?
1: Like, it that, is that? It is that. But 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 Bruce hero Bruce Willis wasn't the hero of your movie. Sky is like we we've, we've, we have the emotional investment in Sky that she has a certain rules of behavior as a final girl that she's supposed to behave. You don't survive the movie by condemning somebody to their death deliberately on purpose. Which is because I don't know if we said this made this clip that she locked. Mass in the cage with her father. Knowing damn well she's going to be dead in 30 seconds. And she is. So Skye is just as responsible for this death as the Lord of the Rink is.
3: Can we talk about the theatrics of her father of I'm not only <laughs> while I'm stabbed in the leg. I'm going to cut this girl's throat and then give her a party hat and light a candle and then escape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I'm with him on this
1: because the party hat covered that awful clip-on tiara that she put on uh wow. yeah for
3: sure. that was a
1: fashion crime he's like you know what they're gonna be taking pictures of this and they're gonna go into the police annals i gotta give you something better there you go there you go honey.
3: and we didn't even talk about that earlier with like we hated the clip-on we hated the yes. teased hair like yes. basically that like kind of get ready scene had the worst tease 2009 hair ever oh. that they edit out later where her hair is like nicely curled
1: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. i know that's not part of like Secular, but I'm sorry, more. this is
1: this is Scream Creams, the podcast where horror gets gay. We often spend hours talking about people's hair and <laughs> costumes. So those,
3: the, these things are important. Good. Then I needed to slide it in then because we didn't say it earlier. Thank you. <laughs> Her hair was awful
1: and somehow it got fixed. Like somewhere, some gay got it. So, so
3: <laughs> They're like, you can't be in the movie, but you can help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, she did it herself. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. Honey, no, 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 no. There you go.
3: Fixed it. You're like, gross. What were you going for, <laughs> Bedhead?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's all over. Yeah, Mason's dead. They killed Mad- Madison. The party's no. over. And it, it's a nice slow motion shot of Sky walking out of the roller dome. But uh Derek is is running up to her like baby, 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 baby. Can I put it in you now? That's what he says. I don't know what he says because there's no dialogue. But but she just keeps walking, she keeps walking. Doesn't even acknowledge him. Gets. In Madison's car and drives the fuck away like a boss. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, look at that. Was
3: that something
1: Uh to seven o'clock applause, which the Nazi across the street has ruined by buying an air horn?
3: No, this actually worked. It hit your pipeline? So good. Yeah, they I actually, actually thought yeah. you had some sound effects you were absolutely
1: No, no. Um, okay, I'm just there. Okay, applause for the applause. Okay. No, this asshole has encouraged like nobody. Wait. Nobody goes out and applauds anymore because and I, when I call him a Nazi, he is a Nazi. He went to he went to jail for it. Huh? He That's runs funny. the condo across the street, and um, it was all in all the papers because he was holding all these tenants that live in this building who are all seniors and immigrants hostage. Basically, like the whole lobby was painted with Nazi paraphernalia and like the Statue of Liberty, but with like Pocahontas lynched from instead of a torch and shit like that. And you know, if you got behind on your payments or did something he didn't like, he'd break into your apartment and draw swastikas on things. Where in New York are you? I'm in Queens. I'm in Queens. But yeah, he got out of jail
3: and now he's got an air horn
1: and he just blares it the whole time and he can't hear anybody applaud and he's ruined it. I hate him.
3: we talk off air about this. Yeah, that <laughs> one's more involved.
1: Yes, yeah. Just Google Sunnyside House of Horrors. You'll find the whole article. Yeah, it's crazy. Google. In trash bags.
2: Yeah,
3: that's disgusting. And I'm gonna try to take three steps back and say the walkaway scene earlier. I did mention um, the fact that every girl wants that moment where she catches her boyfriend. Yes, making uh, out, and then you get the music montage. Every girl and every gay man wants the revenge scene where you powerfully runway walk out of a crime scene. Well, overly intense and overly played and probably terrible, terrible genre idea for AFI to play. <laughs> like and <song>. give, <laughs> can,
2: can, give your straight fag hat that's trying to rape you the cold shoulder. Yeah. And just keep
1: walking. Yeah. She's like, I'm leaving all of you behind, including you, Mr. Raping McRae Pants.
3: Yeah. You're like. <laughs> I'm leaving I all, all
1: you, to you, fuckers, you fuckers, fuckers behind. I hated you the
3: most, Scarecrow. I hated you the most
2: character. And normally that character doesn't survive, so I was a little shocked that he survived. Like, that, that She that, saves that, him! Yeah, the arch- no, yeah. he's
3: my friend! Uh, you know
2: that character archetype dies off in all these films, especially in this time period. Well, it had, well
1: I did like it just because it showed that she had control over dad. Right. She but stopped then, her dad from killing him.
3: No, but my joke for that was... Okay, that I then, ruined your joke. <laughs> no, but, no, but then she turns around and goes, I mean... They're all my friends. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a shame if you killed any of my friends, (laughs) Deb. No, no, I'm not gonna go that far. (laughs) I mean, he's still rapey and awful, but eh, eh. Yeah, it was
2: it was a roller coaster. I mean, for an MTV production, um, weirder than I thought. Uh, Definitely like up to par with like pop culture fodder and like feeding into everything during that time that was popular and making a mockery of it in a a pretty smart way um so impressive um i mean i i caught i've caught bits and pieces of like mtv screen series they did and it's actually pretty graphic too like gore-wise actually sex-wise too yeah Um, i never so they're supposed to be like high school kids again they don't look like they're in fucking high school but like really hyper sexual hyper gory so at times Well (laughs) no,
3: I mean and and that's where like I will give Patrick's description. I'm surprisingly smart because I sat with that description for a while and thought about like if you're doing satire and parody of the worst people in the world, yes, then you actually do have to paint that world really well. So Mm -hmm. all of the things that make it like a terrible movie with terrible people, you're like, okay, this is actually part of the satire. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Like if your hero is also kind of awful, then you're like, ah, then you're just fucked. But like, um... I mean, I, I vote for, I'm not a fan of Sky.
2: <laughs> I thought there was, lo- was, was kind of boring. Kind of boring, but also kind of annoying. Like, there's a lot of things she did that was like, you're just being fucking like. You're like cool kids, yeah. actual
3: cool kids wouldn't do anything you did. No. Other than your artwork. Your artwork was understandably fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Into this, but I thought it would have been way more
2: badass if so she was like, Fuck this stupid ass party. Like, no, I'm gonna light it on
3: fire, right? Yeah, burn everyone, everyone alive. No, I'm the murderer. <laughs> no, no, me and my
2: rapist best friend are gonna sneak in the back, stand around there because
3: I hope the most <laughs> popular boy in the school really does like me. It's like, I don't think you play loser well. Like, no. no,
1: no, I did like that little bit that she had at some point. Oh, yeah, after she caught. Um, Brig making out with Madison. Well, she's like, I always thought that I was the freak, but I'm not. This is the freak show.
3: Which you I hated. Yeah. No, no, I was with you. I went on a tirade with the boys. Yeah. I'm like, all they had to do was all I ever wanted to be was normal. And then I realized if this is normal, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Not being like I never wanted to be a freak. And then I realized I'm not a freak. You're a freak. And I still don't want to be a freak. <laughs> like like that was like the 2009's way of dealing with bullying. Yeah. It's like, you're not awful.
1: They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were, and they all paid. They all paid.
2: That word freak is one of the like my least favorite buzz terms and it lasted forever. Cause like when I was in high school that was like the cool word. Right. and the fact that it like traveled to two thousand and nine still, I was like, Oh my god, it's so corny. But you know, I mean like if you're gonna be time specific and like really nail those like archetypes of pop culture in that time, it's
3: like you right. have to have everyone that was right a freak, everyone was a loser, everyone yeah. was a poser. Oh my god, you have loser. black hair freak, like And then all of <laughs> and then all of the freaks were calling yeah. it like other posers. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> Listen to corn once. Oh my god.
3: Yeah, you're Great. are you even hard? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, just, what just happened?
3: <laughs> I was sorry, there. you can't I was see, see us and we're geeking out about our own childhoods where we were weirdos and
1: oh, losers. No, all, all I heard was the pop of a truly seltzer and then and then Christopher said, Are you really hard? What <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
3: you
1: guys crazy. really like your hard seltzer.
3: <laughs> it was Ryan interrupting again. <laughs> <laughs> Next time just say two people in the room tops i will say like my
2: 16 year old experience it wasn't so much the word freak but faggot uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're like it was maybe like 25 percent i was freak and then faggot was the rest of the 75 percent of the time yeah so uh, yeah.
0: i did get
3: faggot a lot but like i really used it to my strength in high school because also i had a really cool party house so it was like yeah do you want to go to the fatt- faggots party and like it is the coolest party
0: well, <laughs> and,
2: we're, yeah we're in like in that same boat too where we're like we wanted to like demystify that word so I'm like go ahead call me a faggot blah 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 like all my friends were like bi at the time and goth and punk and
3: crazy and like
2: we just we just ended up like that's the best you can do like yeah, so it was kind of fun.
3: Well, like every other gay dude in New Hampshire during the early 2000s, um, I had an army of anime bisexual lesbians. <laughs> like, That's unstoppable. You can't wait, lesbians wait, 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 wait. Like
1: actual people?
3: Or... <laughs> no, no. Oh,
1: no, no. I had an army of these anime lesbians that I drew. <laughs> no.
0: Pat, Patrick, On my wall.
3: Patrick, thank you, because then I would have actually deserved to gun my ass beat the crap out of. No, basically, if anyone said it, no, anyone said anything. I had about like forty, like Lees and Sarahs, who were like four feet five, ready to throw down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, who would rip your head off in in sushi cake or not?
3: I love it It was like, the plot
2: of Death Note, where instead of that demon, it was a bunch of just, like, burly-ass lesbians (laughs) having fuck people
1: up. You wrote it in the book, bitch.
3: (laughs) With, like, like two old letters and, like, like hyper, like, like blue and red,
1: like, die jobs. Wow. See, that's the the unfortunate thing about growing up when and where I did. I went to all-boys Catholic school for high school, and pretty much...
3: (laughs) How many texts did you get? None. What? what?
1: None. No. Hold on. Walk, walk, walk. Take my hand. Take my hand. Walk with me. Walk with me. What was interesting about it was that the clicks disappeared because nobody had anybody to show off for. Hmm. So, like, you would have the high school quarterback hanging out with the nerds, and that was okay. Everything was accepted except being effeminate. Aww. And I did some nasty things to survive high school. However, after high school, Oh, Almost great. all of my friends from high school have since come out as gay. And in the interim, I've had sex with three of my former teachers.
3: That's fuck fucked yes. Kudos to you.
1: None of uh, whom recognized who I was.
2: It's like a, it's like Kill Bill, but like that list, you're like, I'm going to go fuck these teachers. you like, you're <laughs> like this, is, this
3: is my hit list 32.
1: And it would have been four. It would have been, been four. I had the opportunity to go for four. <laughs>
3: I'm going to... Uh, come on, <laughs> come on! I, you were vulnerable; it was there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I give was... this
3: session a D. <laughs> <laughs> we've done great. If you tell me that this is not worth like releasing, I would be upset. No, this is great.
1: No, this has been fantastic. Thank you, boys. Thank you guys for coming back and doing this again. I think we've done my super psycho sweet sixteen. I think we've washed that man right out of my memory. Yeah.
3: Um, and maybe he'll come back for a sequel or a third. I maybe mean,
1: we can remake it. No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh yes, that's that would, that's a, I would much re- prefer a remake than a, than a revisit. A but, but anyway, Brett. Okay, Brett. Anyway, tell me to a bad place. Tell me to a bad place, boys. Stop that. Now, uh, before we go, before we do, why don't you tell people about the movie in your own words? I,
3: absolutely. Do you mean like
2: more of like the the um? The status of the movie, or just like the plot,
1: or like um, well, tell me well, yeah, what it's about, and then just talk about yeah. Just first, let's start. Yeah. Out, what's the movie? What's the movie about, Brandon? Tell me a story.
3: Thank you. It is actually what I'm good at. Um, I'm kind of lazy, so they did all the hard work, but I'm really good at talking. <laughs> 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 know your strengths. I do, and I use them all of the time. <laughs>
0: Death
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, Death Drop Gorgeous was basically our answer to, um, as horror fans and people who are totally gay, we're like, we're not really seeing the movie we want to see. We're not seeing the story we want to see that is about our lives. And we had fun with, what if you did a gay slasher with characters that were interesting and fun and also had to do with a time of drag but is no longer really that relevant but part of our history so we just wanted to like really bridge a gap between our gay world and the horror that we love to offer like a really awesome gross like 80s slasher giallo inspired like thing that we loved but actually related to the fucking lives that we live and so we made that movie and we had a lot of fucking fun doing
1: <laughs> Yay, yay. And I can say to my listeners, I've seen a rough cut of the film. It's a ton of fun, and you will love it if it ever gets to come out because of this fucking
3: crisis that we're in. Damn it. Absolutely. And so Brandon can talk about sure. where the fuck are we at this right
1: now? I have no idea what crisis you're talking about. But <laughs> we are. At this I'm point, talking this about weird. the fact that my washing machine is broken and I'm doing laundry in the tub. Come on, because I can't go to a laundromat. <laughs>
2: Definitely a crisis. I'm going to call it Dick Cheney.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so current status for film, as you know, we've been working on this for a goddamn long time. People are <laughs> like, wait, wait, see your fucking movie. So um, in the world of festivals, a lot of festivals want the status of, oh, they want to be able to premiere a premier movie and have that status of premiering your film. Um, same with distributors, too. So we don't have a lot of, like, given what we can release and not release. So our movie is accepted into, Seven Fest now? Yeah, so we're like uh, seven yeah. five four, six, four five, five. More, more than that. Like, Edit this five, part out. Yeah. Put yeah. twelve. Put
1: yeah. twelve. So we're in a bunch <laughs> of three hundred festivals. Yes, we're
2: <laughs> right in here right. back from. We're right in here back from about thirty more festivals. Um, the problem is, all these festivals are now battling the the COVID situation, and they never never had anything like this happen before. Right. Um, a of them are going to be digital, which sucks. Um, but you know, right now it's it's what we have to work with. Um, all the festivals are not happy. We're not happy. The filmmakers are not happy. Um, so we're trying to figure out if we're going to go digital with these films, um, with these film festivals, we like to, but at the same time, like, due to like piracy issues too, we ever want to get like distribution, we have to be really careful with like where we show our stuff digitally because pirate your shit. So it's this weird debate. Um, we actually have a few distributors we're talking to right now too. Um, we're also in the process right now of doing all sound um, the sound engineering the sound of our film is, is, is maybe 70% done. Like we, it's, it's getting there. Um, but you have to do, like, little fine details. Um, Roman from Scream Queens. And, um, Tyler oh, yeah, from Roman, Roman. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah, so Ro- Roman's helping us with some sound stuff. He's been kind of, like, our guide through this whole thing. He's, like, ultra-talented. Um, as anyone has seen You know, Scream Queens and what he does, he's super talented. Tyler is talented as well. And he's actually, like, helping us cut, like, a good trailer. Um, so we have these guys kind of guiding us through this. So right now, the film is kind of up in the air. We really want to have some solid answers for everybody shortly. Like, we're trying to, like, work through this day by day. Um, we're hoping by, like, the summertime to kind of have a better idea of where we're going to be. Um, but stay tuned. We'll be updating our all our social media. We're on all of them. Um, we don't really do the Twitter thing much. We are on there, unfortunately. I fucking hate Twitter. It's accessible. But like, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook um, and Twitter. So keep an eye out. And we have a website, too, deathdropgorgeous.com. We update as well. Um, but there's a lot of filmmakers and movies that are in the same boat as us, too i was really keeping an eye for a lot of the indie
1: films that are coming out right now because they can use some love too, because we're all kind of like screwed over with all this. If that's right, listeners, patience is a virtue. Hang in there. It'll, it's coming. It's coming. They're all coming. They'll get here. I think a 20 minute, like a five second question. I'm sorry. Like,
2: no, and also
3: a minute pee that I took and now I'm back. So <laughs> I hope he did an okay job. <laughs> well, <a little laughs>
1: empty cans of truly are coming in handy. Thank you so much, Christopher. Thank you so much, Brandon, for coming back and playing with me again. It really means a lot to me that you're very patient about all this.
3: You give us you give us a call or a shitty MTV movie to watch and to review. We will do that any day. But I also do love watching movies, so keep yeah. this like weird, obscure recommendation thing going. And if you just want to hang, we can hang.
1: <laughs> hang low, sweet dad. Be
3: gone. <laughs> <laughs> we really like
2: you know like what part of our mission statement what we're doing is like really like bridging like the queer horror community and trying to like you know make a network of, worldwide about all, all this stuff happening so like you know your, things like your podcast like queer game podcast about horror is like it's right up our alley like we really want to try to like Bridge all these worlds and gap like art mediums together. So thank you for what you do. Um, you've really brought like us into this world too. And um, awesome, and <laughs>
3: No, no, for sure. Like I, I didn't make this connection. Like that was all you and like Patrick, you and
1: Brandon. No, oh, well, that was all thanks to Mr. Roger Connor. No,
3: but yeah.
1: Oh, he's, so awesome. he's Roger. Awesome, Roger made sweet. the intro. Roger made the intro to Brandon. Oh god did you say Roger's in jail? No Roger yeah. yes Roger is in jail and he also made the intro.
3: Sky <laughs> called the cops on <laughs> the Wait we saw his posts. Um no I mean I love that because genuinely like podcasts have never been my forte. I do I do love talking not necessarily listening <laughs> as as evidenced in the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Exactly. I was, I was like, read the mind.
1: room, Bob. Read the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? They, you know what? They, we're going to have to save all this for the actual talk about the movie. So let's wrap this up. Thank you again, boys. It's been wonderful having you here. And we'll talk again real soon. Maybe even sooner.
0: Than anything. Good, Good night. I love you.
1: So that, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, brings an end to this bonus episode. Thank you for joining me. And thank you, Christopher Delpy and Brandon Better sanchez for joining me for my very belated crazy birthday episode. Yay! Yay. And please let me remind you once again, join us, join us, join us this coming Saturday night for that online premiere of Death Drop Gorgeous at the Wicked Queer Horror Film Festival right there online. And tickets are $10, U.S. only, unfortunately, but you can get your tickets at... X-E-R-B dot TV. X as in X-Ray. E as in X-C, R as in raunchy. B as in boobies. Dot TV. The Death Drop Gorgeous Boys have been such a fantastic supporter of the show. I love a great screamer turnout, so please get your tickets. Come hang out with us. How about Grand Time? Because this movie is a ton of fun, and I cannot wait for you to see it. The link is right down there in the show notes, so there's no excuses. Get your tickets now, because apparently they are uh, getting close to capacity. Get your tickets now. Do not wait. Did I pronounce capacity right? I don't even care anymore. I'm surprised I, didn't, even, I didn't speak English anymore. This is like the most I've talked. Well, since I recorded this, episode, never mind. I, I don't talk. I don't know what I'm saying. Wrap it up, Patrick. All right. So I hope all of you are having as good a summer as 2020 is going to allow you to have. I hope you're having fun and keeping safe. And I want to leave you with a little bit of uplifting advice. Okay. So as you all know, I'm in New York City. Things got really grim here with 8,000 deaths a day, 8,000 plus deaths a day not too long ago. More trucks running down the streets. Horrible, horrible, horrible. We're down to zero deaths a day for several days now. So those rules that I've been giving you from Dr. Fauci himself work. We as a community, we banded together. We took this shit seriously. We wore our masks. We kept our distance, and we stayed home when we could. We washed our hands. Like crazy little raccoons. We washed our hands. It works. Don't let anyone tell you differently. I know things are going crazy elsewhere in the country. And things look grim. Stick to the rules. They work. Keep your head if everyone around you is losing theirs. And just follow those Scream Queens, Dr. Fauci golden rules. Life is almost returning to normal here. And it can happen by you too. And for those of you in those... Heavily affected areas, my, I, I, my heart is with you. I know what you're going through. Because I've been there. But you can turn it around. You have the formula. Use it. So next time, my beautiful screamers, are getting another bonus episode. This time it's the birthday episode for Allison Nowacki. Remember I promised her that I was going to watch that CM Punk movie that she's just been foaming at the mouth about? And I said, okay, fine. No, fine. This is my birthday present to you. We will do it on the show. That's going to be coming up next month. And that movie is The Girl on the Third Floor. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out and play along at home. So you have that to look forward to. Although it's really odd that Allison Wacky of all people, made me watch a movie that had no boobs in it. What is the world coming to? I have no idea. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepy but safer place, I guess. I don't even know how to end the show anymore. But never forget that Scream Queen's golden rule. If you forgot it, I'll remind you. And if you know it, say it along with me. Fight or flight! Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Wash your fucking hands. Wear a fucking mask. Keep six feet apart. And don't forget that I love you. Talk to you soon, babies. Bye. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at (laughs) www.bandcamp.com. Bitches!